Did, ah, what, you got your headphones on? Did you figure it out? Yeah, I, I think the weed's kicking in now. <laughs> All right. So we got a full house today at the Shit Shack in Beverly Hills. That's what we call this place, the by the way. The Shit Shack? Yeah, they don't, uh, they don't really like it, but it doesn't matter. Uh, it's we ironic. We got one suit in the room <laughs> who's kind enough to, to join us despite the scheduling snafu. Um, so... This is the Valley Boys, episode 9 or 10. 9? Doesn't matter. Let's get this shit over with. Join with me, as always, unfortunately, is Brandon. Hello, Dave. What are you now? You've been promoted to my assistant because... Or no, sorry, you've been promoted to sidekick because I was gone all week. I didn't have to see you. Didn't have to listen to any of your talking holes. Well, uh, yeah, if I'm not around to fuck up, then I still win by default, so that's fine with me. Well, that's how it goes. We also got a couple guests with us. We got Animal Wrangler, Screenwriter... Snake handler. That's not a. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> Steve Lewis. <laughs> it's also a euphemism. <laughs> and of course, we got Jimmy Dore, a man with who needs no introduction. Thank you very much, Jimmy. Thanks. Steve, thank you for coming. And sorry thank about Thank you, Brandon. gentlemen. Thanks for having us. All right, let's jump right into this. So, just a quick little story. On Sunday, I did something for the first time. I went to a church. Oh, really? Yeah, a Methodist church. Welcome. And the weirdest thing happened, right? <laughs> I didn't burst into flames as soon as I walked in the door. But it wasn't a, a service. It was after the service. They had, they were playing a video, um, an 18-minute movie about a transgender girl who's about eight years old, like a, a boy transitioning to a girl, and sort of her story and her plight. And they're showing this to uh, Christians who I, I'm willing to bet that besides us, everyone in there was over 70. All mostly white, like 99% white. It just seems like the opposite demographic you'd picture in your mind. It's like we're gonna have we're gonna, and they had a panel. They had a transgender person discussing what their plight was like, and uh, it was it was great. But the thing that they brought up was how right now in South Dakota, they passed a bill that said if you're under 16, you cannot have gender reassignment surgery. So we on the Valley Boys, we're going to solve the issue right now. Mm. So how do we all feel about that anyway? If you're under 16 getting the gender reassignment surgery, is that uh, we for that? Are we against that? What's the deal here? Well, I think uh, as a true civil libertarian, I think the government should make that decision. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? The government is going to tell you what sex you have to be? That is crazy. That is not. There's nothing conservative about that. About about, about telling them that they cannot do that. Yes, that's that's not that's that's the that's the dictatorship. That's the government going into your bedroom, into your underwear, into your sex, into your relationship between your patient and your doctor. It's the fucking violation of everything. It's the opposite of why we founded this goddamn country. So anybody who's for that, can go fucking live in Saudi Arabia if they like that kind of shit. I think that's the only logical response to that. Like, why the fuck is this a law? We have to decide for these kids what they are or aren't going to be. And it's, I don't know, it's fucked up. No, yeah. I think that makes sense. Especially a kid going through that. That's a tough thing, man. That's got to be crazy nuts tough, right? And then you get the government's going to somehow mm. wag their finger at you while you're going through that? Fuck off. It's unreal. Hopefully that's something they're talking about with their parents at that age. You know, you, I don't want... 12 year olds to come in and say, you know, hey, maybe I'm thinking about being a girl because I like the pretty dresses or whatever it might fucking be. But 
it's not for the government to say. Hey, I would have definitely switched and gotten a pussy if I could have when I was younger. And I'm not trans. I just love pussies. And uh, I would love to have my own. I don't know. I don't, I don't need my dick. I don't know. I would rather have a pussy and some titties. I don't know. Is that, is that, is that, I don't know if that's politically correct or whatever, but I definitely would love a nice set of titties and a vagina. Come well, on. Just hit up the kitchen, and if you stick around long enough, you'll have some titties. You know? <laughs> did you, but you have you never that thought you about in? that? I mean, I remember Bill Hicks did a bit about that or something about he would just sit there and look at a mirror, oh, they, like see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be exhausting eventually. You know, it's the same thing with balls. Maybe not the same because I doubt girls want balls, but eventually you're sick of those. Well, yeah, vaginas need a lot more cleaning and maintenance. It's that's work. for sure. Yeah. It's a lot of work. But I got to tell you, it is worth it. <laughs> just to have one you gotta the carry a little mirror there. with you everywhere you go though just to and I'm super about Bill Bush I don't know how that this trend got started everybody's shaving off every last whisker on their vaginas but I'm totally into Bushes Bush is back I'm, I mean I feel I, I'm ready to vote for a Bush I guess, I <laughs> so, so are we part. talking like full on like 1970s Bush yes or, really that's oh. how far uh, the other way I've gone I yeah. like the big, like when you used to see the old Playboys. Yeah. Like I'm that, I'm back there. Yeah. I'm back there with the fucking early 70s Bush. I, I, I love it. So, but the Bush you could almost see from behind. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like that yeah. Bush. Yes. <laughs> fucking love it. God, that's crazy. Well, you learned something new about Jimmy Dore today. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding, man. Uh, He's a Bush advocate. Who would have thought? I, <laughs> <laughs> I just. Uh, uh, how is it sexy to have a vagina that looks like a child? It just never... I, I, the landing strip was as far as I could go. That was in the mid-80s. And then they just went nuts. I, that's how I look at it anyway. I don't know how we got started talking about this. But. Well, you know how it goes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> One thing leads to the other. Yeah. But uh, that's why I used, to, uh, I used to have a horrible... I won't even do it. It's a horrible joke. Oh, now a, you got to do it. I had a goatee. And the reason why I got to go tea is because I had gained a lot of weight. I was like over 200 pounds and I had gotten a, a thing. And so you go tea so it makes it look like you have a chin, right? So I did that. But people would ask me, I'd say, no, it's because I'm in show business and you got to suck a lot of dick. So I figured I'd make my mouth look like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not wrong. I know. I mean, how do you think we got this studio? You're right, a little dick sucking. Like well, Brandon, with you his know. face, with his mouth pussy. Yeah, that giant. That's see, that's the seventies bush that you. That yeah, you're that's about, it. Right? There that it is, big baby. beard. I don't yeah. say what you want. It's a little bit of a turn on. I, I, yeah, fully equipped for mustache right? Just as more of a cushion than a beard, really. Ah. Yeah. So gross. <laughs> what, what do you expect? Well, just anything Brandon does to me is gross. Like he always eats off my plate, and I'm just like, I'm gonna puke if you keep doing that. Does he use a fork? Right, or right, just it, right over. No, his hands. Yeah. Look at his hands too. Yeah, mm -hmm. big old man hands in their hairy. Imagine too. those greasy mitts on. Oh, he's got clean eating. nails. Yeah. You, oh, oh, you're so LA. Look how clean his nails are. <laughs> yeah, that's something <laughs> you had to learn. Did you get a manicure? That's how clean your nails look. I'm I'm due for one. I, 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 look, I have a broken nail. See, permanently got my finger smashed in a door. Right, so I have that. It makes me look tough. God, it's that, on my that, fuck you finger. Right? <laughs> that, that that's ironic to be a door and have your finger smashed by a door. By a door. I know. I, there's my Brandon joke for the day. Oh, I, good, good. Can I got I, it can over I with? Can I show? I just found this out the other day. Yeah. I like to have. I ask Surrey a lot of questions, and one of the questions I asked uh, Surrey was, "How do you spell door?" Right, mm. and then just watch. It's kind of funny. Is it okay if I do? Yeah, it? of course. Hey Surrey, how do you spell door? One moment. Uh-oh. Do I have bad connection here? 
You might in the hills. Oh, that's it. Oh. There are two words pronounced like that. D O O Wow. The second O. Yeah. D-O-O. Like she's coming. Yeah, and she says a, it. And they recorded one. two different O's. Like why would they record two different O's? All right, give me an O. Oh, all right, now give me one like you're coming. Oh, yes, we're going to use both of those. Why would they do that? I, I, anyway, I, just, I found that out. I discovered that. And it was quite a big day for me. That is great. It's also, uh, you, you, you grew up here in the United States, right? Correct. The United States school system, and that's why you as a grown man need to use Siri to look up four-letter <laughs> four words. <laughs> that, is, that is correct. I did go to Catholic school, and even, although they did beat us, they, they did, we did get the three R's. <laughs> <laughs> and they called the three R's reading, writing, and arithmetic. So how, how is that the three Arithmetic? <laughs> that's the three R's. When I grew up, One that's R. what they used to say. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's two R's and an A. What the fuck are you guys doing? That's laughably ironic. I'm watching something right now about the, uh, the, well, something that took place in the Catholic school system, the, the Keepers. I'm way behind. It's a couple years old. But everybody's on this true crime. Right. And, like, that's the big thing right now is serial killers. Right. Uh, which is weird. It, have you noticed how uh, the trends, depending on the political and the cultural climate, change based on, well, art reflects that. So during the Bush years, there was all these movies about the apocalypse. There was your Cloverfields, et cetera. All these oh, yeah, right. apocalyptic movies. It's the end of the world, and that spilled over into Obama because that's when they started making them and mm -hmm. when it's coming out. Right now, it's all about small, individual, like these things are happening on a, on a, on a much smaller basis, but the boogeyman now is the, the next Ted Bundy. Even oh. though it's, it happened so long ago, everybody's afraid of this now. So an interesting theory that um, my daughter's mom who happens to be Steven's sister, yeah. <laughs> came up with, the serial killer is dead because of DNA testing. They, you kill three people. You, you don't even get there. They find you. The mass shooter is the new serial killer. Right. Have you heard this before? No. I kind of think there's that, that's, that's, a valid, that's a valid statement. Because, because forensics has gotten so good, there won't be another serial killer. They'll catch him, and the only way you can kill mass people is to do it all at once. Right. Because oh, you can't... Okay. Uh, that's a good theory. I like that. I'm sure it's happened. I'm, there's probably serial killers out there that are so good you don't know there's a serial killer, but you mean like you mean like Barack Obama, Donald <laughs> Trump, George Bush? You mean like those kind of serial killers? No, they're just they're just uh, they're serial mass murderers. That's there's a, a difference. Is, you're right. <laughs> Although sometimes they did it individually. Right, and uh, and then they also torture people too, like where they, how they torture Chelsea Manning, right? So that was that was torture. And they're probably getting doing it again. And uh, isn't it amazing? All the people that they revealed the war crimes on are walking the earth and dancing with Ellen. And the people who told us about that are being tortured right now. And everybody says Donald Trump is a piece of shit. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a Brandon talking point. He loves he loves pointing that out to people, and he's and, and he's not wrong. Yeah. And that was what we were discussing before we were rolling, where no matter what side of the right versus left whatever you are um the the new thing that people want is anti-corruption anti-establishment right uh we we just told this story where there's a clip of uh between two ferns with zach jelifanakis and he's interviewing hillary clinton and mm -hmm. he says okay hang on we gotta air a commercial and it's a political campaign for donald trump hilarious right <laughs> but the commercial himself the commercial itself says uh I'm going to drain the swamp. I'm going to get rid of... Uh, there, there will be no lobby groups 
that have these politicians in their pockets. We're getting rid of all that. I'm Donald Trump. Vote for me. That's a fantastic message. Yeah. You know, it's too bad he didn't follow through on it's that. It's not even close to the truth. But but, but the right. message itself, that yeah. is what people oh, I love wanted. That. And yeah, where it is. You can see, I mean, and Hillary Clinton was so in her corrupt bubble, her neoliberal corrupt bubble that she had been living in for 30 years, she didn't even realize that she should be saying that shit. She even realized that that's what you're supposed to say to get people off the couch to fucking vote for you. And she wouldn't even say it. What she would say, the only time she ever got excited on the campaign trail is when she was screaming about how we're not going to get health care. That was when she got animated. And it'll never come to pass. Wow. You're a little life in you now when you're denying people shit. And that's why she fucking lost. It wasn't because of Russia, and it wasn't because of racism, and it wasn't because of Julian Assange. It was because the people had been fucked over for 40 years straight, and they got desperate enough to vote for a game show host. She was telling all the wrong lies. That's right. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. If you go back and look at Hillary and Bill Clinton in the 90s, by today's standards, they would be considered on the right. Because they are on the right. Yeah. yeah. Or Canadian standards. You don't even... Want to know how different the yes the yeah, well, shift is up well, there? Well, yeah, by the Canadian standards, they they might as well be uh, you know Richard Spencer at that point. I mean, so people don't even realize that Bernie Sanders, any other part of the world, is not a radical. He's a centrist, right? He's not he's not advocating for workers to own the means of production. He's just advocating for social programs to make the brutalities of capitalism a little less hard for people. That's all he's doing. He's not really a revolutionary at all. Unless you think giving people education and healthcare is needs a revolution, which it does in this fucking country because they're so corrupt. And it started with Bill Clinton. And when he became president, his big idea was he didn't think the Democrat after eight years of Ronald Reagan and four years of George Bush, the Democratic Party was too far to the left for him. They <laughs> needed to move right, which is exactly what he did. And he got in bed with the Koch brothers, which was on the Democratic Leadership Council. He got in bed with Wall Street, Big Pharma, and the military industrial complex and private prisons what's the difference so the lesser of two evil see this is a point thomas frank makes and listen liberal when you voted for george bush i mean when you voted for bill clinton over george bush you got the worst evil because george bush couldn't pass nafta it took a democrat to come in and to give cover to the blue dog fucking democrats to vote for this corporatist piece of shit they couldn't pass it under george bush number one and so he was actually the lesser of two evils Bill Clinton deregulated Wall Street, the Telecommunications Act, at the same time he was gutting welfare and exploding the prison population. If Bob Dole tried to do that shit, if Bob Dole tried to do that shit, they wouldn't have let him do it. But because Bill Clinton did it and he put his pretty fucking Democrat face on it, it got done, no problem. And he was just about to privatize Social Security. He had a secret deal with Newt Gingrich to privatize Social Security and then Monica Lewinsky happened. So that blowjob literally saved Social Security. (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you, Monica Lewinsky. And that's the point of my show. And that's the thing I think, uh, uh, you know, the people on the left and right can agree about a lot of things. And the thing we can agree about is we're done fucking worshiping at the altar of capitalism and corporations. Capitalism is not a religion. If you're going to do something that takes millions of jobs away from people, you should pay a tax. Tax those motherfuckers who are going to make a profit off that to help your people who just lost their jobs. That's that. That's how this just makes sense. Anyway, I'll stop talking. No, that's no. perfect. That's exactly yeah. that's exactly right. And the weird thing about Bernie Sanders is he's like you said, these aren't radical ideas. These aren't new ideas at all. And in fact, they they have you seen his plan on how he's going to pay for healthcare and how he's going to pay yes. for it? It's not even that crazy. It saves money. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and it was what uh I mean, I hate to quote 
the podcast master, mm-hmm. but Brandon thinks everything comes down to pro wrestling. Yeah, it does. I think everything comes down to Joe Rogan. He said it best. We have money for bombs. We have money for school. And how is that incorrect? Have you seen the nuclear development budget that they have? Yes. It's going up and up and up. And this is nuclear development. This isn't... So can I just break it real quick? Because I'll forget. Because I smoked pot before the show. <laughs> so uh, it would take... They estimate it would take $20 billion to end homelessness. Yeah, 20. Homeless, to end it. For, annually. Annually. Yeah. They're spending $18 billion on a space force. Annually. They just decided to do that this year. They could end homelessness like that, or we could put $18 billion into a space force. What the fuck kind of a government? So what do you call a system that takes the richest country in the world that the face of the world has ever seen, the United States, and it renders half their population poor or low income and 80% of the people living paycheck to paycheck and 30 million of them with no health care? You call that a failed fucking system. And it's time to start over. And Bernie Sanders is not a revolutionary. So if you're looking for a real revolutionary, it's not him. He's just the guy that can maybe get into government while the real revolutionaries are going to have to get in the street, put on the yellow vest, and shut shit down. Or we ain't never going to get a fucking decent country. We're going to have a third world country, which is where we're almost at anyway. That's exactly. As a, as a foreigner, I come in here and I look at how everything's run. You always kind of hear about it. In Canada, people don't. It's, it's a friendly rivalry. But Canadians don't like Americans. It's right. it's a friendly rhyme. It's a friendly right. thing, but uh, it's it's baffling to me how things are run here. It's like you kind of know about it, but once you're living in this shit, once you're paying taxes and you're seeing how it's being spent, it's nothing but a head scratcher. It, it it's it's truly baffling to me how people put like the space force. They're all for it. Why? Because someone told them that it's a good someone idea. Told them. So, and you know the funny thing about that is like. If there was any more proof that you needed that the Democrats were completely full of shit, it's a fact that they passed all this military budget, $131 billion, during the time that they're actively impeaching Trump, but they had no problem passing this through Congress while telling you that the guy that they just gave $131 billion to go ahead and bomb the shit out of more people, that he's a bad guy and can't be trusted with those bombs. That's exactly right. So you're picking up that they have the contradictory message, the Democrats, and maybe that's why they're the minority party in government. Well, I might be a hick from the sticks in Iowa, and uh, we might not be able to figure out elections or much else. But, uh, yeah, I know bullshit when I see it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Well, that's what, you know, we were talking about before, you know, Nancy Pelosi does the theatrics where she whips up the piece of paper, which, but, you know, what she didn't rip up was the defense budget. You know, how is this guy supposed to be doing the bidding of Vladimir Putin, but you're going to give him an extra $131 billion to go bomb anybody he feels like, well, that would be at the behest of Putin, wouldn't that? Because if he's doing it at his guidance, which is what they've been telling us all the time, and then why would you expand his spying powers? Why would you renew the Patriot Act? Why wouldn't you be trying to take some of that shit away from this guy who you say is a fucking traitor to our own country? It's because that they don't think that. It's because they all agree with his agenda. As they were impeaching him, Nancy Pelosi was giving him a trade deal he can campaign on with NAFTA 2.0. They passed his budget. They passed fast-tracked his judges. They expanded and his spying power. What the fuck? They gave him money for his fucking border wall. They are, it is one party rule. And then they both got up and applauded Juan Guaido, the CIA puppet in Venezuela. So it is one party rule, which is why Trump got elected because he was an outsider, but now he's not this time. Yeah, and and that was uh, the bigger point you were trying to make with Trump getting elected. The one good thing that came out of that is that we got to see that it's not just the Republicans, it's the Democrats that are willing to do it. And, and, why? Why would they fucking change anything if they're uh, if they're going to get rich off of? That's exactly That's right. 
They're getting rich. That's exactly yeah. right. They're all there's a big money game happening, and they're all part of it. You know, from Debbie Wasserman Schultz to Rachel Maddow to to, to Jake Tapper to the guys that they're creating that app. For Boudigay, they're all part of it. Shadow. Yeah, Shadow, yeah. yeah. If it's I'm making big, money, I can't be wrong. That's right. They're all yeah. one big gangbang. They're all shoveling money to each other, consultant fees. And it all comes from a handful of billionaires that run fucking everything. Yeah, and I, I think that's where guys like me and Dave and you like come together. I'm definitely more conservative than than you guys, but that's, that's the point where people come together and actually are willing to work across the aisle is... Let's get the money out of politics. Let's get the lobby groups out of Washington. Like, yeah, uh, Stephen too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can talk I'll to. Yeah, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, getting, fuck no, I'm better off. I, I also smoked pot before this podcast. So. Uh-huh. No, I, you know, I, I don't have a problem with honest disagreements. I have a problem with a guy who's paid to have an opinion and then fucking, you know, pisses on me and tells me it's raining. Yeah, that's the that's the problem that's happening in this country right now. And I think, well, the Princeton study proved it, that uh, there's no correlation between what the bottom 80 percent of wage earners, what they want expressed in legislation and what actually ends up in legislation. There's zero correlation. It's only with the upper 10 percent. If 20 percent of them want something, 20 percent of the time it gets passed. If 50 percent of the upper 10 percent want something, 50 percent. So there's a direct correlation. But now not with us. We don't actually have a representative democracy. They stole our democracy from us a long fucking time ago. But that's still a marketing point. That's still that that in itself is 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 the new plan. Donald Trump found his way in. That's right. And Tom Steyer, he's he's found his way in. He's mm-hmm. he's pan, he's pandering to exactly what you're saying. He's like, I'm the guy that's going to do that. And you're all, you'll always have people that say, I'm the one who's championing this exact thing that everybody says that they want when it, they're they're all full of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, his policies, I, I, I can't disagree with, but I can't get around the fact that he's a fucking billionaire. I understand that he's donated half of his money. He, he's given away half of his money as he's made it. Good for him. I still don't fucking trust him because he's not. He doesn't know the difference between making thirty thousand dollars a year and forty thousand dollars a year, or which eleven thousand. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. And, and eleven thousand in California taxes. is like is homelessness in in Iowa. Yeah. Um, he doesn't know what it's like to have to have his uh, blood pressure medicine or worry about where he's going to get his right. insulin or how can I get an EpiPen for my kid. He doesn't know. He doesn't have any of those those things. He consider, you know, he almost has the luxury of worrying about climate change. I, I saw somebody <laughs> tweet out the other day, uh, you know, uh, they said the Democrats' main concern is health care. And my, my 12-year-old son was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have a heart attack. They don't care about climate change. And someone says, well, it's a good thing uh, your kid had a heart attack because he has health care. And he can have so many. He has, so he has that. He has the luxury of worrying about climate change because right. he has healthcare. If I don't, I don't, and I have a heart attack, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> right. So, first things first. I yeah. can't protest the climate if, if you're dead. I'm dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point, if you want a climate, is so you can live in it. But that's so weird because in, in Canada doesn't even rank in the top five of best countries to live in. It's all the Nordic countries. They're, they design right. their government's designed. To look after the people, and give the best lives possible to its people. Yeah, I'm sure there's corruption Everywhere, at, sure. at some point, but in America, it's not. You are you, me, everybody. The, the owner of this house, they're not even in the bracket that these right. people are looking after. And it, it, it's funny. I hate to quote such a Hillary Duff type punk band, but Green Day had the perfect lyric for that in the song "Holiday." Uh, it was. Another protester. You have that tattooed on your leg, right? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's on my butt, but yeah, uh, everybody's seen it in Beverly Hills. Uh, 
uh, it's another protester has crossed the line to find the monies on the other side. And it's funny because that works no matter what your fucking beliefs are. And that came out during a time when in 2004, it's off American Idiot, where everybody was very vocal about Bush, but it seems like they channeled it differently. Yeah. Like with, with Donald Trump, you're creating... I hate Donald Trump. Yeah. And I, I built my whole Twitter following on finding a different way to say Donald Trump sucks for a solid year and a half. And I backed off on it when slightly after, not right away, but a very prominent comedian told me, stop doing that because it's not going to translate into anything. It's not going to translate into ticket sales. They're going to come and they're going to expect to hear Donald Trump jokes and you're talking about farting. Huh. Knock it off. And so I did. I Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I at least try to be funny about it. Um, and that's the, that's me being shitty. And that's everybody is being shitty about this. Yes, it's 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 corruption and it's awful. And what what the fuck are we supposed to do? But you got you can't go after people and attack them for their beliefs. That's not going to change anybody's mind. If I want if I want to change Brandon's mind on um, the electoral college, for example, Brandon was all for it. Uh, yeah, how can you be for something you have no idea how it works? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what oh. it came down to. Brandon yeah. thought it was one to one. Which to him makes sense. I, I believe one American passport, one vote, primaries and general election. But Brandon said, okay, I understand how the elect, the theory behind the Electoral College where if the somebody... The theory. Right, the theory. Yeah. Uh, and then I showed him some numbers where somebody in North Dakota has three times the say as somebody in Southern California. Right. Yeah. That's not That's Not not, not only that, but it, not only the Electoral College, but the Senate. There are lots of states that have... Uh, one congressperson, but two senators. Right, right. And, it, and regardless of population, that's, that's just crazy. That so that you're giving you're giving representation to landmass, not to people. Exactly. And I I have a weird theory on that. So in Canada, we have the parliament system, yeah, where every is neighborhood better. is fucking represented. It's it's okay, is what it it's is. It's better it's than okay, this, right? I mean. um, America will never adapt that because it came from the British. Uh-huh. America, as an outsider observing. It's very anti-British policy. They, they're, they're okay with England. They're okay with right. all that. But they don't adopt any policies from them. I don't know what happened. D-O. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's what, that's what I think it is. Uh, I just can't, you know, I, I also am not a fan of Donald Trump's to say the least, right? Uh, the joke I do in my act is my brother always says to me, why don't you do more Trump jokes? Why don't you do more Trump jokes? I go, because I feel like I did those in the 90s. Mm. <laughs> and uh, then they wouldn't stop giving him a TV show until he became fucking president. So I'd rather, rather make fun of those pieces of shit who propped this guy up and, and created such a corrupt society and such a desperate electorate that this guy could happen. Corruption did not start on January 20th, 20th 2017. It fucking started a lot longer ago. Uh, in my lifetime, I would say when, uh, uh, you know, when Ronald Reagan got elected president. Uh, and then we gutted out all our social services programs, and that's when the homeless population exploded, and we did a military buildup. And so, uh, you know, people were upset that Trump gave a medal. To, to Rush Limbaugh, right? Oh, he's such a divider and a race hater and all the, all those things. I'm with you. But, you know, uh, the guy who gives out those medals uh, is a war criminal. Not just Donald Trump, but Barack Obama was a war criminal, George Bush, Bill Clinton, every fucking president using the Nuremberg standards has been a war criminal since World War II. And that's provable 
And so this idea that, like, again, Trump is some special kind of corruption. That's bullshit. Do you know why it took them so long to impeach him? It took so long because they had to wait to find a crime that they weren't complicit with him in. There you go. <laughs> yeah. They they're not gonna they're not gonna impeach him for fucking killing Soleimani, which is illegal an international war crime. It goes against the law that that uh, Jimmy Carter passed. Right. They're not gonna do that because they both agree on war policy. They're both in the pocket of a military industrial complex. I well, no, I'm just I'm agreeing with you, and and it, and, it, and it goes, it serves their own interests right. every time they do something like that, but. And what they I want find, us angry at Trump. They want us to be angry at the symptom instead of the real problem. Right. And that's another Tom Steyer talking point, which I know he's full of shit, mm-hmm. but that's that's what he's saying. And he's absolutely right, or it, it's something I personally can agree with, but I know I'm being marketed to, which is hilarious. Don't market to me. I can't fucking vote. So, yeah, so, <laughs> so question. So uh, Because the, I'm not American, not because I did something. Yeah, well, <laughs> fair enough. No, but so one of the knocking uh, points on Trump is like, oh, he's a billionaire. You know, he... Yeah, just uh, you know, like Steyer and Bloomberg can't figure out you know the difference between thirty thousand dollars, three hundred dollars, doesn't affect him in his world. So that's a knock from the Democrats on on Trump is he's billionaire and 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 all that and doesn't represent the working people. Yet the Democrats have two of them that bought their way into the no election kidding, right? long after. Yeah, I mean people like Tulsi Gabbard. What does that tell you, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that and, tells- and no, but nobody's saying anything about them being in in the race. It's like nobody's condemning it on the left. That, which well, is- they are on the debates if you ever listen to those, but. Yeah. yeah, no, I no, I watched the debate. They'll knock him a little bit, but nobody's calling for him to drop out, not and not continue the run for president. Bloomberg's pulling at like fifteen percent, right? Because he doled out really? like yeah. hundred. He doled out like what a hundred, two hundred million dollars. It's his true. Money. Every radio ad on the internet, yeah. you can look up anything on the internet, like, and there's Bloomberg's ad. Yeah, yeah. People are dumb. Yeah. Think about the average level of intelligence. Half of the world is under that. Yeah, George yeah. Carlin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, propaganda works. I mean, it really works. That's why they do it. That's why they spend the money. I mean, that's, you know, look at look at Tulsi Gabbard, right? So here's a woman of color. She's currently serving as a major in the military in those bullshit illegal wars that they fucking started. She pipes up and says, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. You're a traitor! Fucking right. traitor! That's exactly it. And, and I was against Tulsi, I admit it, because I was sort of caught up in my own echo chamber uh-huh. of everyone saying how much she sucks. I did my own research outside of everything and I said I- I'm not saying I agree with everything that she, yeah. that she, but she got a bad rep and it's fucking weird how everyone calls her that and it's it's, it's like I, I did one minute of research to realize all that is bullshit. Bullshit. She, she is again what Trump is pretending. Not, I'm not talking about policy. That's She's right. not build the wall, but she is what Trump is pretending to be. He, when yeah. he said he was a non-interventionist, and she she actually is. That's why they came at her so hard because she's telling the truth about Syria, which was, she was she was by the way by the fourth OPCW whistleblower proved her correct. There was no fucking gas attack by Assad on his own people. And by the way, when she went and met with Assad, first of all, she's on the Armed Services Committee and the Foreign Relations Committee, and she met with the opposition too. They always leave that part out because she's going there trying to find peace instead of going there trying to make war and that's why they smear someone like that but I think people are catching on especially when her enemies are Hillary Clinton right as soon as Hillary Clinton says this this person is a piece of shit everybody's like oh she must be great she must be great well well, yeah we talked about that last week too she essentially uh, accused an active member of the United States military of treason yes an active member yeah she has to lead people she's a major yeah 
And, you're, and now her, her trips are going to think, well, the fir, former first lady and the secretary of state said you're a traitor to our country. Thank God it was Hillary. If it had to be anybody, yeah. thankfully it was Hillary. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And, and I loved how Tulsi did not equivocate, you queen of warmongers. She came right. She didn't fucking beat around the bush. She went right at her. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I loved Tulsi. Tough. What I yeah. didn't like about the about what Tulsi did in the debates was she was going after the, the, the smaller uh, contenders. Lower tier uh, candidates uh, like Kamala? Exactly, yes. Who, Kamala, that's... In our family, that's the, you know, at least with uh, she was very beloved. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah she's she's a she is not what she appears to be. I and that's what I keep saying. I she's again, a prosecutor. when you do your own she's research, a cop. right? But it's she's not a it's, cop. it's it's not that her policies, her actual policies contradict what she's putting out there. Correct. And I think that she the didn't next prosecute big thing, the bankers, exactly. And she she keeps that, innocent people in prison. in prison. It took a federal court order Second to release a, a piece of like so back in the day, some piece of shit. Got sent to prison. Right. Skinhead, Nazi, all that shit deserves to be in there philosophically, but for he, he was in there for a crime he didn't commit and they proved he didn't do it. And under her regime, and it, I understand that it's a whole office. It's not her specifically, but she explicitly said, the buck stops with me. That's right. She's ta- she's does. saying, I'm tough on crime here in California. And she's also putting single mothers in prison who don't... For truancy. Right, because their kids are not going to school. Uh Outside of that, this guy was sitting in prison, already exonerated for two years, and so he's trying to. He he was finally let out on a federal order. Let that man out of prison. Right. What the fuck is wrong with you? They they let this guy out, and he's like, okay, by he looked it up. You owe me one hundred and twenty eight dollars every day I was in there, and he said, money please, of course, right. And they're like, no, we're not paying you. So he has to sue for that money too. Like, give me a fucking break. If you're supposedly tough on crime, then you're tough on fucking crime. It's not about making someone pay the price. Right. And that's a weird thing about capital punishment. Like, slightly off topic with that. In Texas, they said that they did some poll. One poll said that they, they're okay with someone paying the price for the crime, even if they didn't do it. As long Isn't as that weird? Someone yeah. pays. That's so fucking <laughs> that's weird. That's weird. But here we are with a for-profit prison system. Right? Of course they're going to think that. Of course that. they're yeah. going to find somebody and who pay going to pay for that. You want to talk about moving from Canada to the United States? That is number one. You look at the, f- the concept of a for-profit for prison profit. system. I think that is the most bewildering thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. So just to get back to Kamala Harris and her incarceration policy. Now, I don't know if you know this, but... She was ordered to let that guy out by a federal judge. Also, a judge had to order her to uh, release prisoners who were ordered to be released because of overcrowding. And her office argued in court twice that the reason why we're not letting these prisoners out of our overcrowded prisons is because it would screw up our prison labor system. Ooh, that's and, fucking and dirty. Then, so finally it makes the front page of the LA Times that they're this is what Kamala Harris's office is arguing and she's like, "Oh, I didn't know they were doing that. I didn't know that. You didn't know." It's your fucking office and you said the buck stops yeah, with me and like Yeah, you're either incompetent or yeah. willfully ignorant at that point. I got to say right. most of her policies I agree with. I totally agree with that. Um but she's a shitty human is it is a problem. Well, no, she's a, she's a hypocrite, which they all are, but this is where she stems from a uh, right. That's what I will say is right now the big topics are um, healthcare reform. Th- these are taxes. These are always going to be things that people will talk about forever. Uh, right now, a hot topic is immigration. In the future, and I'm talking as early as the next election, one of the biggest things is going to be a prison reform. Well, because people are fucking wise to that shit. The concept of four. 
non-profit prisons. It's been going on forever. But now people are aware of these uh, miscarriages of justice. That's what they call it when someone goes to jail for something they didn't fucking do. And the, the, the way that the justice system is set up is supposed to be, it's from a philosophical standpoint, it's better for... One, it's, it's better. It's better if we release ninety nine guilty to save the one innocent person. Right. So one innocent person doesn't go to jail. Because what's fucking worse than that? Right. The and state why does it keep someone. happening? It exactly. And the fact that the state has like permission to kill somebody based on circumstantial evidence, like, right. well, just just a quick background on this. So this yeah, girl from the AV, Amy. I'll just say Amy. She was uh, convicted of murdering. Her or conspiring to murder uh, her then fiance when she was 16 years old and pregnant with his uh, his child. He was 21 or 22. He was murdered. She was convicted of conspiring to murder him and got life in prison because she she pled not guilty. Everybody else, the actual murderer, the uh, the person who hired him, they're all out of prison already, and she's still in there rotting away, based on. Ten years after the fact, the actual murderer said, "Hey, if I if I rat on somebody else, will I get a lighter sentence?" And they said, "Probably not." And he's like, "Okay, so it was it was it was the girlfriend all along." And they fucking drug her in, and the goddamn media said, "This woman, she was this sixteen year old girl was the Teen one mom. who did it. Teen mom did it yeah. because, and this was actually entered in the court. This was entered as fucking evidence." That she murdered someone when he was in the hospital about to die. She said, you're not supposed to die. You have to buy me a car. You have to buy me a house. That was the evidence? That's evidence of fucking murder. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like in Canada, we, we there's a famous case of David Milgard. He was convicted of raping and murdering a, a nurse in the 70s. Spent 17 years in jail. He was released. And what they did was they were like, oh, God, 17 years. Here's uh, $17 million. You know, like they... Really? Yep. They, wow. they offered him that and he was like cool because we don't incarcerate people it's very hard to go to jail in Canada right you oh, have we're, to we're be jail a happy. I mean we're jail happy here I mean we're the, we're the world's largest penal colony we had 5% of the world's population we have 25% of the world's incarcerated population that's the kind of shit you call failed society a free fucking country yeah, a free country that's, and we call ourselves a free country and I went to the Freedom Forum in Oslo which is bullshit by the way <laughs> the Freedom Forum is not uh, about freedom or uh, it's all about uh, using the uh, the false the the shield of fighting for freedom to do neoliberal wars for natural resources that's exactly what no. it is and even in Norway uh, they're also corrupted they're now making weapons in Norway and it's it's just horrible right so I expose it like that over at the Oslo Freedom Forum they're all fucking that Gary Kasparov and all those Thor Halverson and all they they're not they don't care about human rights they're the same people who are trying to overthrow Venezuela. Right, those are the people. There's this neoliberal class, and of course they're well moneyed and they're well funded and they're everywhere, right? Which is why right now, if you don't know, in the budget that Trump passed last year, right before uh, everybody went home for the break, they put in there, they snuck in this omnibus bill. Now we're going to spend billions of dollars to help find natural gas and and drill for it off the coast of Cyprus, Greece, and Israel. We're gonna and, and we're gonna devote what? Military resources there. Why? 
because Turkey doesn't want us to keep doing that. They want to, and they're aligned with Russia, which is another reason why we're in Syria, because Qatar wants to have a pipeline go through, and Saudi Arabia wants to have a pipeline go through Syria. It's just the same old fucking game. And Tulsi Gabbard got wise to it. And that's why people are smearing her left to white. And it's all over the place. And the media is complicit because they're funded by the military industrial complex. And you don't get on, you know, I was at a conference with a real, with quote unquote, establishment journalists, right? And they were saying, you know, Jimmy, I've heard what you say about what you'd say about war. And have you ever been in an editorial meeting? Like, like I'm naive as to what goes on in their editorial meetings. And I said, no, you know why I've never been in one of those editorial meetings? Is because uh, guys like me don't make it into your editorial meetings because we get weeded out early on in life. Whereas you have been groomed to be in that editorial meeting since you're in fucking kindergarten and you don't even realize it. Fucking right. (laughs) 100%. Let's go knock on doors after that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know who's coming on next week? Hopefully if his management clears it. His management probably says no, but his kid says yes. His noodles from the offspring. I don't know if you know this uh, about him. He's a hardcore socialist and uh-huh. just one of the funniest and best dudes ever, but nobody really knows it. You know, he just plays guitar in one of the world's biggest punk bands. And uh, he wants, he, he I told him, he, I, the, the studios in Beverly Hills, he's like, oh, how socialist of you to be out there. I said, hey, why don't you come and we'll, do, we'll go canvassing. And he, like as a joke, because yeah. he his running joke is he's running for president. Noodles for president. And I'm telling him your campaign speech is uh, our campaign slogan is "Send Nudes 2020." But <laughs> yeah, Tim nice. Dillon, you know him. Yeah, I know Tim. He came here to Beverly Hills and he was doing that uh, sarcastically, but he was pushing the Bernie agenda on people here, and it was fucking hilarious. Really? <laughs> like, oh, it's it's great. I'll send you the video. He's uh, well, he's I only I only got turned on to him through when I did Joe Rogan's show a couple weeks ago, and he played him doing Megan McCain and. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. He's I, I never, he's he's one of the next big guys, like yeah. in, and and it's because he's right. He doesn't give a fuck. That's uh, what no it takes. Filter. That's what it takes in comedy is you you no can't filter. give a fuck. I know. And you know what Rogan did when I I had to perform. I performed on a show with him, Theo Vaughn and Friends. Uh-huh. The and Friends was me and Rogan, and I had to fucking go on right after Rogan. Damn it! I want. I was like, can I go first? And they're like, nope. <laughs> So Rogan's up there. It doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. Oh, exactly, yeah. But he he was up there making fun of Hillary supporters and Trump supporters. And mm-hmm. that's what you got to do. That's what uh, Bill Burr said that. He's like, the trick is to piss off everyone from both sides. Yeah. To be I like, can vote. you believe this? This Trump guy, he makes me want to vote for a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that you know, that's the kind of my angle is that you know uh, the Democrats hate me more than the Republicans, right? Because that's what I'm gathering, have, which like, is you weird. Clean up your own house first, baby. And the reason why we got Trump isn't because the Republicans are in bed with big business; it's because the Democrats decided to get in bed with this business, and we don't have an opposition party, and they're both owned by the military-industrial complex. That's why it's so hard to get out of our tribalistic mindsets. If someone we hate, if we fucking hate Donald Trump, and a lot of us fucking do, right? Um, then the opposite, the enemy of my enemy must be my friend, and so like we can't no, say David Frum is not your friend. <laughs> it's it's so hard though to say that to sit here and say back like oh Barack they, Obama did bad things. It's like what? Yeah, how dare you? How dare you say that about Santa Claus? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, not, not you know to see the Democrats you know elevate people like John Bolton. 
Yeah. So I just through this impeachment hearing, all of a sudden he's the truth teller, and he's going to save democracy. John fucking Bolton. Oh, yeah, we're, we're toasting to Mitt Romney. <laughs> no, Mitt Romney. Yeah. 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 Uh, the guy who's wiped out more fucking companies, communities, and jobs than anybody. It's fucking amazing. Character is what he's got. A lot he, of stand. Lot, oh yeah, he's yep. gonna. It's the toughest decision he ever had to make. Oh, what a guy. Yeah, that or have a cup of coffee. Those are two tough <laughs> decisions. He and, spells the name Matt pretty weird. <laughs> like Mitt, that's his name? Oh, yeah, Mitt. That's I feel like funny. there's a lot of Mitts in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't there be? Steven comes in with the save. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like there'd be a country packed with Mitts. But on that point, though, you're not going to change... Everybody's fighting right now, and that's what they want. Every, that is exactly from all right. sides is what they want. You know who's and, not fighting? Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump when they pass the budget. Right, exactly. But yeah. they, if you have, if you want to change somebody's mind, what's the best way to go about that? Now, working in television, I know that when I want to get my way, which is very simple, basic shit. We're talking about snacks in the kitchen. Right. You make it seem like it's their idea. Yes. And like that's common psychology one on one. If you want something, make it seem like it's their idea, and. If you disagree with someone politically, is the best way to get your point across to call them a fucking racist? <laughs> is is everyone no. that votes for Donald Trump a fucking racist? No. Is calling them, is shouting out that they're a racist uh, going to get your point across? No. What I do, and I, again, I get a lot of shit for this. So me and Joe Walsh, a couple years ago, had a huge flame war. Back and forth. Everyone, like, you know, 5,000 retweets every time. And uh, I, I hit dirty on him. Mm. I hit dirty about child support payments. Oh! Because that's what was reported. That's public record, baby. And he, no, yeah, but he told me straight up. He's like, that's not fucking true. Yeah. Uh, privately, though. He didn't, he didn't humiliate me. He did oh. it privately. That's not true. Here's the proof. And I fucking read it. I, I read through this. I'm like, oh, okay. This is not at all what they're saying. They're saying he fucked off on it and he did this. That's his, if that's the worst you got on somebody then you're just, you're attacking the person and not the policy. And there's plenty of policy on Joe Walsh to attack. But he's willing to talk to you about it. That's right. the crazy thing about him. Okay. He's willing to fucking talk and debate. And I told him, come down to LA, let's go to a fucking comedy club and set up a stage and a little table and let's fucking talk shit. And he's like, that sounds like a hoot. Well, it seems like Trump has helped him become more sane. Uh, I'll be uh, honest. Because it comes down to anti-corruption. I'm not saying Joe Walsh right. is 100% right on that, but right. what he's against here is the corruption of it. And Joe Walsh was very pro-Trump until uh, when he was in Helsinki saying, I can't imagine that you interfered with our election. And he's like, yeah, you fucking did. That's what Joe Walsh said. Yeah. Maybe it's a marketing angle. I Maybe not. But he's also, his marketing angle is anti-corruption, and I'm willing to talk to him about that. And so he's going to come on. Okay. Maybe you want to join us again in a couple weeks. Sure, sure. He's, he's willing, he wants to come on and promote his book. And I'd like to come to the rich part of town and talk politics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so funny. We we Before we started doing it here at the Shit Shack, they actually don't like it. and They have they have chalkboards and whatever all over, and we write gross things on them. And, uh, <laughs> they're always erased. That's <laughs> how we come here. Um, there's one suit here. That's why I call all these employees suits. There's one suit here that I trust 100%. He's a producer on Live PD. So he does television. He, does, he lives in Florida, though. Brandon Blackburn. That dude. Hilarious as fucking. You know what he went, did before this? CIA agent. Oh. <laughs> now, he's he's coming down, he said, towards the end of the month, beginning of March. It'd be cool if we got Joe Walsh and him together. Yeah, but yeah, there's a few combos here that could be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You know, I've interviewed... Uh, 
John Kiriakou, who was the guy who exposed the CIA torture program, and they put him in prison for it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen All that. right, the torturers don't go to prison. The guy who tells you the torture right. and goes to prison. That's how it works. I but like, it's like that on all levels. It's not yes, just that. It's I know. And people don't realize. I mean, pe people have been manipulated into not liking Julian Assange, who told us that, that the, what the elites were doing to fuck us. He Isn't exposed how the elites are fucking us, how it's bipartisan, how they ganged up together to fucking smear Bernie Sanders, how they screwed the, 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 the primary. He revealed all this shit. He revealed that Neera Tandon, who runs the Center for American Progress, who was a Hillary Clinton advisor, who runs the most well-moneyed think tank in, in Washington for Democrats, advocated stealing Libyan oil so we could fund more invasions. That's called a fucking warmongering fascist, man. <laughs> and that's who's on the left. So now you understand why 100 million people don't vote every year. Now you understand, you know, when, when, when Barack Obama flies into Flint, Michigan, takes a sip of water and leaves those people with fucking nothing, and then 8,000 people less vote for Hillary Clinton in Flint alone than did for Barack Obama, and she loses by 17,000 votes in the entire state. Now you know fucking why. Because the political class has turned their back on those people, and they got nobody to vote for. And that's what happens when you have corporations running our politics. That's when you have unlimited money. Money is speech. So really, so if I, if I, want, if I go up to a politician and I give him $1,000 and I go, hey, can you pass this law? I'm just giving him speech. I'm just speeching him. I'm not yeah, bribing bullshit. him. And, of course and that, that's bribe. And that fucking person has, has, has a, is protected under free speech? No. Right. That's what they're saying. No. And so, you know, what we need is public financing of, of elections. And they would go, how much would that cost? Whatever it costs, it's going to save us trillions and trillions of dollars because then we're going to have an honest government that isn't corrupted by corporate cash. That, 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 the only way out of this is public financing of elections. A hundred percent. And that's what, that's what as, as much as we, Brandon and I disagree on everything, you want to fix America, you want to, you got to get rid of corruption, and it starts with the fucking elections. Yes. It starts yes. with getting, no matter what side you're on, I don't care if you're a conservative, if you're a libtard, if you're a libertardian, right. <laughs> whatever you are, get rid of corporate financing for elections to serve their own fucking interests, and you're going to start seeing shit go the way of the, the, the middle class would want. And that's, that's what will make... America great again. That will help. I also am an advocate of direct democracy, which is, you know, uh, they can somehow figure out I can't like a post twice on Facebook. Why can't I just vote online? Why, why can't we have issues and everybody gets their fucking code to go vote? You vote on the issue. We have direct democracy. Because it's, it's, it's right. That's direct because democracy, but it's a, re it's a republic democracy right now where you right. elect somebody who makes that decision for you. I think we should have, we, we should have a mixture of both those things because the problem when you vote for a representative is it's like you're voting for an omnibus bill in itself because this guy, he, you might like one part of his agenda, but not the other part but i gotta vote for the shitty part too like he's gonna go give billions of dollars to trump to go bomb but he's gonna give me health care so i gotta fucking make that faustian bargain like that's the shitty part about this democracy and we don't have like a parliamentary system where if you get 10 percent of the vote you get 10 percent of the fucking seats right you get 10 percent. so now we have where great swaths of the country aren't represented Exactly. We don't live in a democracy. 100%. This idea that they're saving democracy and there is no fucking democracy. And it doesn't matter what fucking party you vote for. That's, That's right. the crazy part of it. That is, is right. Is, is it doesn't it doesn't matter. We need Brandon, you put this you put this best. Uh, so the GOP, let's get real. Even though they're all voting they're they're being uh, cooperative with each other right now in terms of how they're voting on shit and so is it, so are the Democrats. 
the GOP is split. So are the so are the Democrats. What do we got on the on the right? We so have we, we have conservatives. We should and have we maybe have four parties. Maybe we should have four parties. Uh, five. Because because you got to remember two on each plus the libertarians. Libertarians yeah. are not something to ignore. Right. That's right. a big thing. And and so in Canada, for example, uh, we've got the liberals and the and the and the PC. And it seems to rotate between the two. Keep in mind the PC the the, the conservative party of Canada. It's nothing like it is here. Our prime minister. We had a conservative uh, government for 12 years, like recently, yeah. before Trudeau, and he wanted to build an extra prison. That was the big fucking scandal. He wanted to buy a fighter jet. Everybody's like, what the fuck do you know? Warmonger. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he wanted to build a, a, another prison. Everybody's like, nope. So that's j- just for context on that. So, But Trudeau comes in and is not very much different. He is exactly like Trump, but the opposite. He's, he's, <laughs> he's very image obsessed. Yes. He's very... Um, He's, he he panders to whatever he thinks will get him the most amount of votes. Right. You know what's fucked up? I met that guy in 2003. Really? Yep. When I was uh, <laughs> the mascot at my university, I was Wiley Coyote or Wesley Coyote. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no athletic ability, but my dad was <laughs> able to say, my son's center court in all the games. I wore a Coyote costume in the, and he was there giving a speech and I had to stand behind him. And then afterwards, you know, I talked to him for a little bit. Gone. He was on autopilot the whole time. Oh, really? He was already fucking campaigning, is what uh, I'm saying. Like, okay. he, he already wanted to be prime minister, and yeah. I knew it was going to, everybody knew it was going to happen. Um, side note, you want to talk about smear campaigns, uh, all this money spent on pointing out how shitty the other person is. In Canada, they had a smear campaign on him where the ad was put up by the Conservative Party. It was a round table of a bunch of old ladies, and they're like talking about Justin Trudeau. They're like, He's he he's got a lot of good points. Remember, this is a, this is a smear campaign. A negative ad. And they're like, but I just think he's not ready yet. <laughs> and then at the very end of it, in four years. At the very end of it, one of the ladies says, "But he's got great hair, though." <laughs> That's how we do shit. And uh, America needs to adopt that. No more smear campaigns. If you want to, if you want to, if you're able to buy ads, talk about what the fuck you're gonna do. Yeah. And we all know it's bullshit. Yeah. We all know you're panders up. But enough with the this person sucks. We get it. Yeah. We all know it. I know. I just that's why when you know I, I I didn't watch the last debate. I just I just and I do a political show. I just couldn't fucking do it. I couldn't stomach it. And it just you know I, I love what Andrew Yang says. He says you know when we're talking about Trump, we're losing because people have real problems and they look for us to mm-hmm. solve them. And if we don't solve their problems, they're not going to come out and fucking vote for us. Again, the biggest voting blo- block is the people who don't vote. A hundred million people. The next biggest voting block are independents, and then it's the Democrats and Republicans. So a quarter of the electorate is Republican, a quarter is Democrat, then the biggest one is the people who don't vote. Absolutely. And then independents are 50%, twice as big as either of the party, but they, everybody, it, you don't hear them, and uh, and you don't hear certainly from the people who aren't voting. Now that's what they call the silent majority. Yes. Now, that's a every side claims to be that. Yes. The Republicans say they're the silent that's right. majority. That's right. No, they're not. I don't, I don't buy that because I feel Republicans get their ass out there and fucking vote. I believe it's Democrats. They're like, nah, fuck it. Uh, but who knows? So I looked well, into this. I, I tried to see. Um, I, I think it's a lot of this. Uh, I mean, we were sitting here both saying how both sides suck. And so what's the result then? Nothing. Uh, and it's I get a lot of shit for being an optimist and an idealist a lot with, uh, with a lot of my family. And 
I think it's okay to want to say like we demand more from our candidates. We're going to vote for people and then try and hold them accountable. We just don't do that. We don't follow up. We like stuff on Facebook. We like we retweet things. We double tap on Instagram and then we're like, yeah, that's it though. We'll go to a march, but we're not getting arrested. Look at the people still getting arrested at protests. It's Jane Fonda. Yeah, she's been doing that for forty five years. You know, could I just say this that you made me think of a great point now. So. I'm, I live in Hollywood. I have lots of Hollywood friends, and it just and I'm on social media, right? So I'm on Twitter, and it just bothers me to see these people of privilege in Hollywood voter shame, which is what I call it. I, I you know, I saw one guy, you know, the Hollywood guy. I won't name them. He's like, hey, I told a bellhop to vote today. You know, mm-hmm. make sure you vote. Like, no. hey, about hey, about how about you tell a politician to make sure you represent that bellhop? <laughs> how about you make fucking ten tweets going after the fucking politicians who don't represent that guy's interests? Why that guy has to work three fucking jobs and still doesn't have health care or retirement? And you guys are trying to take us. How about you fucking get on a po- person with power instead of voter shaming people who don't have any money? or power or access to get out of this propaganda nightmare we're in. It sucks so bad. You see guys like Andy Richter doing that, right? These millionaires who've had fucking privilege foisted upon them, telling people you better vote blue no matter who. How about you tell a fucking politician you better represent those motherfuckers or we're going to get Trump again. Well, that's why I stopped doing that. I was the social justice where I had to stop myself from doing that. I I fully admit it that I was one of those people who just, I found a new way to say Trump sucks without having any solutions, without, there's no substance to it at all. I just, I had an album out. I was getting sales. (laughs) Whatever. That's how shit goes. (laughs) But I don't do that anymore. But pardon me, to go back uh, just a little bit to the silent majority. So I went down a rabbit hole trying to figure out who is the silent majority. And the only way to know that is if you have mandatory voting. And where do they have mandatory voting? Australia. And who do they vote for? They, well, right now, don't they have a conservative? No. They have not had... Conservative maybe by their stances. By their stances. And remember, uh, conservative individual issues don't necessarily transcend over political party. Right. So they have not... They've had one conservative government since World War II. Oh, really? Since then... It's rotated between uh, liberal, which is basically what, what we call Democrats, right. and, and, and uh, labor, which is what we call socialism, right. which is the word, is, the word means it's a marketing thing. Right. Socialism has such a bad rap because of things like Venezuela, but they don't look at the fact that it's such a corrupt government that no matter what the fuck you call it, it's going to be shitty regardless of what it's operated under. But anyways, uh, their labor party is based on- Do you know that Venezuela has twice as much oil as Saudi Arabia, right? So as soon as I found that out, I knew we had to bring their people some democracy. (laughs) (laughs) So go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm just saying in Australia, they vote towards the left, but they they do have certain issues there. They're very against immigration, which which here is is, uh, that's a that's a right wing topic. Right. Now, my question is, if they if they brought mandatory voting and uh, we got to wrap this up a little bit soon. Do you have to be somewhere, Jimmy? No. Okay, Steven, you got to You got to jump off. Though. Yeah, it's not terrible. Jump off to work. Anytime you need to go. Yeah. I won't um, even say bye. It's okay. <laughs> just Irish <laughs> yeah. goodbye. Well, yeah, you you're part of Irish 23 and me. See, I know all this shit cuz uh, like we're we're in the family. <laughs> um gross. If people had to vote here, what would what would yeah, it be? Right? What would it be? I, I, I think it would be scared. fucking anti. I think it would be the guys. It would be the same Donald Trump 
or Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, definitely right. Or Tulsi. I think if you had, if, if people fucking knew what they had to vote for, Brandon had an interesting idea. Oh shit! Who who for president? Who for who for vice president? Bernie for president. Tulsi for vice president. He f- and fall, fall, fall for it. And, and the exact would re- that not win? That would crush. And which is exactly why Bernie won't do it. Yeah. Uh, Bernie's not going to pick her. He's he he you know he like I said he's not a revolutionary right, and so he's still play. I mean he's. He's not going to pick her. But it would be the smart choice because the vice president is supposed to be the attack dog. So Bernie doesn't want to go out and piss off voters, but the vice president can go out and say whatever the fuck they want. They're supposed to do that, right? Funerals for yeah. aborted babies. And so and so she's already graded it. She's already taken on Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Nancy Pelosi, and Hillary Clinton. She's fucking great. And, peop- and she has the integrity and the gravitas. I mean, it would be the... Pr- and she appeals to people on the right, exactly, and the middle, and the left, and, and, and that's what they need right now. And she can right? debate yeah. Mike Pence. But on she can debate Mike Pence. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to see that. Yeah. Plus, she's boots on the fucking ground. Yeah, she she's she's mm-hmm. got experience. I it, she's got it all. The whole some package. of her policies I don't, I don't like, but what I again to reiterate, she got a bad rep. If you're one of those, if you're gonna come after me after this and say no, 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 she's a Russian fucking puppet. That's ridiculous. I challenge you to do five minutes of research, and you'll see that that's fucking bull. Bullshit. Such bullshit. Yeah, such bullshit. And I, I said start, that to she who shan't be named. Yeah. And, and you know. So you know what? I would go to comedy clubs and I would tell people this Russiagate thing is just a big distraction because the Democratic Party doesn't want you to, to know that they can't beat a game show host. That's how bad they are. That's how corrupt they are. And I brought on experts, William Binney, who was the top CIA, uh, top NSA code breaker. Uh, and he told me that, Jimmy, if this happened, they would have the package. They would have the evidence. So when uh, Cuban miss- missiles were going to Cuba from Russia, JFK released the top secret photos of them because he wanted to show the country this is what's fucking going on. They've never released the evidence that, and if it, ex- and if it happened, it exists. So the NSA never released the evidence that that was a hack into the DNC survey, which is William Binney debunked on my show. And so I would tell my friends when I go to comedy clubs, they didn't believe me. They're like, Jimmy, come on. Because how it's hard to believe. Everywhere you look, it's fucking Russia. Right? The whole fuck Russia runs our country. Yeah. Right? And so you just can't get over it. Right? And I'm like, well, let me, tell, let me predict what's going to be in the Mueller report. I'll tell you what's not going to be in there. That there was fucking a conspira- criminal conspiracy between Donald Trump and the Russians to do anything. That's not in there. And they're like, what? Well, and of course, that's not in there. Right. And of course, that was the first conclusion of Robert Mueller. Hey, so, you did this in a comedy club? So, no, no, I was talking to comedians off stage. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. anytime I try to talk about politics, they're like, go back to farts. <laughs> right, no, you got to know how to do it, though. You got to act like you're dumber than them, and then uh, you got to also act like you, you, you're you're the aggrieved. I, I, the way I start off. Jim Jeffries. That's what he does. He's I like, I'm off, dumber than everybody. <laughs> yes. I go, I, I say that, you know, I go, I, I, got, I got sick a few years ago and I went bankrupt, you know, because I'm American. And. Uh, <laughs> And I did. I voted for Bernie Sanders because you know I wanted health care, but it turns out that's not why I voted for him. It's because I, you know, I was manipulated by the Russians. I'm susceptible to memes, mm. and so that's how I bells. talk about it. Like I'm the victim. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. I'm getting fucked over. And then I go, and now we have these billionaires saying we can't afford health care. Like Howard Schultz, the CEO of Starbucks, says we can't afford health care, but we can't afford eight dollar buck fucking cups of coffee. What is it about countries that give their people health care? They don't have to add pumpkin spice to their fucking coffee <laughs> to make it taste good. Isn't that something? They make better coffee. So. I, I, this is how I talk about it. You go after the fucking powerful people. You make yourself the victim because we are. That's fucking great advice. Thank because you. Because we are the victims. 
We are the victims of the 1%. I, I couldn't, I fucking went bankrupt. I got sick. I had health insurance. I was a fuck, I had a job. I still fucking went bankrupt. I had to take $60,000 uh, a loan out to pay my fucking bills. I mean, that, that, to me, that's going bankrupt. Right, I take a sixty thousand dollar loan out. Yeah, sixty grand it's to insane. pay bills, and it's weird in Canada. Like, I hate to keep going back to this, but that's that's foreign to me. Like, anytime I've ever had to see a doctor, it was I I, I walk in the door, I, I I write down my number, and if I don't have my health card on me, I just write down my name. The doctor sees me, I get what I need, and I leave. That's it. And if if you need surgery, the problem is. You'll hear about this. People, and it's a marketing ploy on this end, where they say, well, if you look at Canada, it takes three weeks to get life-saving surgery. No, it doesn't. If, if it's mandatory and, and you need it right away, you get it right away. That's right. Uh, but you will hear of very wealthy people will send their loved ones to America to get the surgery literally that day. Right. Or, a little, you know, you'll, you'll hear of uh, in Tampa, for whatever reason, in Tampa they have... Some surgical clinic, they'll do it right there. And that you call them up, you get on a flight from Winnipeg to Tampa, ninety-eight bucks, get it done. Okay, but for everybody else, yes, it's done for you. It's taken care of because the government isn't. Well, you know, talk about waiting lists. All right now, I have Blue Cross. I had the best. I, when I worked for the Young Turks, I had the best plan that you could purchase. They give you health care with that. Yeah. So I had the best plan that I could purchase, right? And uh, uh, whatever the Cadillac plan was, right? I paid extra for it. And uh, I had to have a gallbladder taken out, right? If you're having a gallbladder attack, they're fucking nuts, man. You think you're yeah, gonna die. Painful. So, so I had two of them. And I thought I was gonna die both times, right? I was convinced. And so I'm like, well, I gotta get this. So I have to get it taken out now, right? Okay, I have to get it taken out. So I called, you gotta call a surgeon. You have to have a consultation. Mm -hmm. and then you have the surgery. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even get a consultation for three weeks, not even get a consultation. And then I'd have to wait two more weeks just to get the surgery. So it's five weeks out. I have to wait to get my gallbladder out. And in the meantime, I'm afraid I'm gonna have another attack. Right. The whole time, so what I had to do was go out and network, pay out of my own fucking pocket to hire another surgeon to, so I could get in in two weeks instead of in five weeks. So I had to pay extra. And that's in the United States of America where they say there's no waiting here. I had a similar thing where I severed a tendon in my hand with an ax or a hatchet. Um, and it took several weeks just to get the consultation. And then they're like, okay, yeah, we'll get you in for surgery in two weeks. And you know, we could do it sooner, but you're not gonna be under anesthesia. Like we'll just do local. So they'll just numb your arm. I'm like, fucking do that. Like yeah. I, I wanna get it fixed. And while they're in there, I hear him talking like, ah, oh, well, uh, it took too long and the tendon recessed a little bit back up into his wrist over the course of the several weeks. It's like, well, that was your... Oh. <laughs> like, if we could have got this done four weeks ago, oh. it would have been a hell of a lot easier. Again, oh. it all comes down to Joe Rogan. If we got money for bombs, we got money, money to fix our fucking hands. And you talk to these people, boots on the ground, and you say, so you're, you're against the idea of socialism, which, by the way, we need to change that name to something else yes. because it's got such a bad rep. Right. It needs to be called something else because we nick a lot of socialist policies. For example, paved roads. Did you enjoy driving? It was hard to find, but you had paved roads getting here, right, guys? Yeah. And, uh, oh, the public school system. You didn't have to pay $30,000 a year to put your kids through school. Thanks socialism for that. Oh, yeah. So you hey. talk to these people. Where do you draw the line? They say that's basic needs. That's like, but healthcare isn't? Healthcare mm -hmm. isn't a basic need? Are you need? fucking mm -hmm. kidding me? But the healthcare industry, 
And yeah. I, I'm not trying to put on didn't fall out here. The healthcare industry, from top to bottom, is designed to squeeze every nickel out of the sick and dying. And it's they're the ones paying the pharmaceutical companies, the everything, everything, everything. They're the ones paying for these political campaigns to keep it that way. That's right. And it, it feels good to be blessed with healthcare, right? Like, and that's kind of the way they look at it. Like, thank God, you know, we have a good job in healthcare to pay for this. It's like, well, yeah, maybe. But, like, in order to feel good about it, you have to know that other people don't have it. And it's, it's right? that, that sort of feeling. Everything to me that's always comes fucks. back You're down right. to, to that human nature where in order to know that we're good, like in order to know that you rain sucks, we have to have sunshine. So in order to know that our health care is great and like, thank God we were able to afford that surgery, you have to know that people can't. You have to see a bum on the street who's had a broken leg for four weeks um, and just, I don't know, taped it um, to know that, thank God I can fix my son's uh, snowboarding accident when we went to Mammoth Mountain on a no six-week getaway whatever now if you're exactly right if i may go a little bit further so if you want to fix the healthcare industry it starts with it starts with regulating it and that's when you say regulating in america so in canada they're millionaires but they're not billionaires okay so there's limitations on how much money they can make Right. Like, no, no, we know how much this costs to develop it. Fuck you. And Americans, thankfully, are allowed to buy medication from Canada, which is hilariously ironic because in Winnipeg, there's in the 90s, there was a major tech boom. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Argentinian immigrants came to Winnipeg in the 90s, and they started uh, websites that sold medicine to Americans uh. at a fraction of the cost because... That's what it comes down to. You want to talk about Medicare for all? That's all well and good. That's great. Except it's not going to fucking work until you start regulating the medical industry. Until you start saying, hey, you can't be, we know how much this costs. And you're, you're making a ridiculous fucking profit on this. Well, this is how corrupt the government in the United States is that they've actually bought the politicians to pass a law that says it's illegal for the government running Medicare to negotiate drug prices. Mm-hmm. That's they've what I'm saying. They've made it illegal to do that. Instead of making it mandatory that we do that, they've made it illegal. So those, that's called fascism. Whenever the government and a corporation gets together to work against their own people, that's fucking fascism, man. I don't know what else you got to call that, right? Isn't that what that is? is isn't that what Mussolini said? I don't know. You tell me, but that's a <laughs> fucked up situation when they're passed. And then they pass laws that stopped Americans from going to Canada to buy fucking drugs at a cheaper price. What do you call that? That is your government screwing you on purpose for profit. That, and that's what that's the you know, this idea that, you know, put, injecting a profit into everything makes it better is just nuts. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can just look at our healthcare system. It, we pay twice as much as the rest of the world for worse results. And that's another another interesting thing. So that young guy, guy our age, um, Martin Skrelly. Yeah, Skrelly. Skrelly. So he got thrown under the bus for that. Yes, he did. But rightfully so. But they all do that. And yeah, we need a bigger bus. That's how it. Ah. <laughs> exactly. That like he's just one guy who's that's always been happening. And for whatever reason, they're like this. This guy did it with one specific drug. Are you fucking kidding me? Like. One of my favorite memes, and I, you know, you can't quote memes when you're discussing politics, but it was a Breaking Bad in Canada. And he's like, "Oh, I have cancer. Oh no, what am I going? What am I going to do?" He goes to the doctor. Here it is. It's all free. <laughs> all right. <end> of- <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's weird. America can't afford that. Yeah, we have well, here, we have the this. fucking money for it. We just so decided to such, send it. You're still right. This idea the so the our whole political uh, life is based on scarcity in America, right? Mm-hmm. Somehow we don't have enough money, mm-hmm. but we always have enough money for the shit we don't need, right? We we have eighteen billion. We don't have twenty billion dollars to fix homelessness, but we have eighteen space to spend force, on a space development. Force. Yeah. Uh, they, so since Trump has become president, the guy that they say is a traitor to our country working for Vladimir Putin, they have given him 131 extra billion dollars per year, not just once, but every year for bombing people. So what could you do with that $131 billion? Well, $65 billion give you, everybody goes to college for free. $25 billion will end fucking homelessness. And now you still got about $40 billion left over. I don't know. You can maybe do something else great with that, right? Uh, no, we don't get anything for that. We get nothing. So we could have fixed all those problems. Everybody could be going to college for free. Everybody could be getting, uh, we could get rid of homelessness. We get nothing. You know what we get? We get bombs that blow up over that. That's it. Or another trillion dollars into, to, we got to modernize our nuclear arsenal. Well, all the, hey. Well, how we need, fucked up is that? Modernize we, the nuclear, like, like, think about that. Think about, like, the technology when it first came out. What they were capable of doing yeah. in the in the forties? Yeah. Okay, you see that city on the map? Yeah. It's not there yeah. anymore. Yeah. And they've been developing yeah. it every single year since the forties. Yeah. Every single year they've expanded that 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 budget. Yeah. Just this year they put another twelve billion dollars, yeah. an extra twelve billion extra. compared to what they put on last year to develop nuclear so technology. They, Are you fucking kidding me? They have the money. So when someone says that we don't have the money. In America, the government doesn't have the money to it's do something. They're either full of shit or using a Texas math book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's so. And the war machine has really. It's really. That's why Tulsi is so important right now because the war machine has so captured our media, right? Because they fund it, and uh, they they. It, it's it's. People don't even realize that we could have the world we've always envisioned, and we could have it at a blink of an eye. And then nobody ever asks, "How are you going to pay for that extra?" You know, you hear politicians, Democrats, go and say, "Oh, they Bernie people just want free stuff, these free stuff, that." No, we just want the money we're already spending on bombs to be put towards shit that people actually want it to be spent on. What am I getting for free? Roads. You mentioned that public schools. Okay, what else? War. We're getting a lot of free war. Medicare, we pay for. Yeah. Social Security, we pay for. Paid for. Yeah. Right. What else is this for? So and 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 education for uh, kindergarten through twelve, we pay for it in our fucking taxes. Everything's paid for. There's no free shit in America. No. Again, that's just another thing to make you seem like you're irresponsible and you just want, want, want. And we have this mentality in America that you know we don't deserve a good life. You have to somehow be, and somehow rich people are automatically better people than we are. And that's another key to Bloomberg. They think, well, he has all this money. He's got to be smart. Mm-hmm. He's got to be better than we are. He's not better than we are. It's a fucking rigged system. And once you start making money, you find out very quickly that the system is set up to help you, not the fucking people who don't have money. There are so many ways to hide money and getting your money. It's nuts. Once you start making money, this shit, all these tricks. And it's like and poor people are just going to work, getting their fucking paycheck, and they have no idea how much they're being fucked Paying over. Paying 30% interest on their credit cards. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mitt Romney pays a lower tax rate than his secretary. Amazon pays zero zero nothing <laughs> how fucked is that and, and it's the guys like bernie sanders are saying uh wait yeah. if we if we tax these guys he's also saying we gotta tax people at twenty nine thousand dollars and above which is bullshit they need to figure out 
the line of poverty has to be different by every county. Yeah. Because yeah. in LA, twenty nine thousand dollars doesn't mean shit. Right. In Davenport, Iowa, where I saw a pregnant stripper named Skunky cry. <laughs> twenty nine thousand dollars. You're the big pig. Yeah. <laughs> but they need to figure and that's what Kamala actually said How that. Pregnant. She was barely <laughs> showing. And, and <laughs> but here's the thing. This was this was in two thousand uh, two. That's a heartbreak. Kinder time. I was in. I was in. That's Come why I, I tweeted that about Iowa. Not on the pill. Come on, dude. And, and like one guy, I I just heard these two Iowa dudes. One of them was probably Brandon. Uh, one of them was like, oh, she's got a bit of a gut. Ah! And the other guy said, nah, man, she's just pregnant. Ah! <laughs> and then and then I was like, okay, he's just speculating. But I heard her screaming and crying on her cell phone, which it was a flip phone, and it still had a cracked screen. And she was like, <laughs> ah, this is your baby. Ah! Ah! And she, her name was Skunky because she had a – you ever see that on some people? They'll have that, like, tuft of white hair yes. in their corner. She like, had that. Like yeah. That's cute. Right. Yeah, it, it is what it is. She came out, and, and the piece of shit guy, uh, I just happened to be in the bar. in Iowa. That was where I was performing. And then after that, it was amateur strip night. And uh, she comes out, and the, the announcer's like, and here comes Skunky. And she's like, no, my name is Cherry Candy. And he's like, no, it is Skunky. Look at her. <laughs> like, he was a radio guy. You know how they are. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I had a fucking radio guy. Those guys are assholes. I had a radio guy interview me. I mean, some. I mean, it's just like anything. It's a mixed bag. There's. I've, I've known some great radio people too, but um, not Dick Rivers. Uh, Five episodes in a row now we brought him up. Sorry. So, <laughs> God. So I was being in, introduced. I was just starting comedy. I was. I was the host. I was the MC of the show. And it was in Schaumburg, Illinois, and uh, they had a DJ host. Like he was the whatever. He was going to go do his thing. And he goes, all right, we're going to bring up to start the comedy show. You ready now? We always start with applause. What if we just started off with everybody flipping the guy off? <laughs> and so he brings me up to the room flipping me off. I'm like, what kind of a fucking way is that to start That's weird. Do <laughs> you have kids, Jimmy? No, that's the thing. I, I regret it, you know. Uh, well, it's not too late. Uh, well, not, How's your wife? Uh, she's, she's not. She, she's over 40. And uh, so she doesn't want to have a baby. But she did at a time. There was a time she did, and she twisted my arm hard. And we actually broke up because I just didn't feel ready. I didn't feel like I was making enough money yet and things like that. This was like in 2002, right? This is even before my first special. So I was like, ah. So, we, you know, and then when we got back together, it just we just didn't have kids. And uh, but so, so, you know, I know it's caught taking all your money and everything. It's, it's the, the greatest thing, that little that little being. Yeah, I know. See, I know. And a, yeah, I don't have that feeling. So that's an experience I'll never have. And it's, I feel like I didn't live right all the way. You never know, because you're a dude. That's it. That is true. Let's get real. Let's that get is, real. It, it can happen at any time. That is true. I, you know, look, I tried to talk to my wife, like, like if I just, you know, like, uh, backstage with a fan, you know, had a little sex act, you wouldn't leave me over something like that, right? If this one, <laughs> I got out of love with her or anything. It was fucking I don't maybe. even know her name. I don't even yeah. know what her yeah. name is. What would your sister do to me but if wait, I did but that? But wait a minute. I like a disembowelment <laughs> of some sort. <laughs> but I, so I'm like, well, maybe, what if I just fucking knock somebody up? I don't know. It's like, hey, honey, I come home. I'm like, hey, honey, I don't know if you're going to... I got this, this woman's pregnant, and it was, it's mine. So we're gonna, you know, we're gonna put an apartment above the garage, and she's gonna live here with our kid. <laughs> That's and, a sitcom, I think, waiting to happen. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, but I don't love her, but she is the mother of my kid, and now we get to have a kid. Yeah, <laughs> I love you. 
You can always adopt. That's what. I, yeah. Dude, you'd be top of the line for that, too. Yeah, Whatever. Maybe. I don't mean to pressure you, no, but also good, do it. I do feel pressured. Well, <laughs> it's because I'm bullying you into it. <laughs> no, You're missing but out, buddy. I do want to do it. You know, I have two adopted uh, siblings. So I come from a big family. Twelve kids in my family. That's true. No shit. Nine. Ah! Nine of mine. Fist bump. So, and then, so my, my parents had ten, and then they adopted two more. Wow. wow. So I got to have a little sister, which was nice. So I was well, the, at the bottom. So I was the youngest, right? Which has its disadvantages and disadvantages. I was my mom's favorite, but everybody else beat the shit out of me, right? Right. And then, uh, and then, and I didn't, but I didn't, and I didn't get to have a little anything. And then my mom had a little sister for me, so that was nice. It was really nice. That's awesome. Uh, she we got her when she was six months old, and it was it was great. That's awesome. And then she grew up to have triplets. Wow. Yeah, Lord. yeah, yeah. So she, there's just so much door out there. There's that a lot of door. Out there. Fucking spell it yeah. on Siri. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's going to change in Webster's this year to D-O-R-E. Yeah, I know. Because there's so many. I was six <laughs> of nine, but the, the bottom three are all born in the same year. Set of twins and one other. Oh, no way. Nice. Yeah. Your parents were something. Just nothing but fucking. <laughs> Not a lot of fucking. I heard my parents fucking one time. It grossed me out so hard. Uh, it was the worst. It was. Stop! <laughs> Stop it! And you said that as the youngest child? No, I was in the, just oh, in your this. brain. Stop. Eh, eh, eh. What the fuck? Oh, shit. We got a text from Brandon Blackbird. So we weren't supposed to record on time. They were like, uh, hey, can we push the recording back to 1 o'clock? I was like, no. <laughs> like, we asked you January 22nd, the suit's here, right? At the shit shack. <laughs> it's amazing I don't get in trouble for talking shit about these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got here early because I had a thing. Yeah. Right, yeah, you did. That's that. That was perfect. But they were like, "Yeah, we double, we double booked it." It looks like and I was like, "Well, here's the email." Because you asked me like what three weeks ago mm-hmm. if we could do it at noon. Yeah. On February 11th. Right. Yeah, sure. And then uh, they're like, "Oh well, you know, go fuck yourself, Dave." And so I texted, <laughs> I ratted everybody out. I texted Brandon Blackbird, the CIA guy. He's in Orlando, and he's like, I'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> if there was ever a time to have somebody from the CIA on your side, like, that's it. Right I there. fucking love that dude, man. Yeah. He He's the one who recruited He's the one who recruited me into this. Uh, well, what do you mean recruited you into this? And, into this uh, studio. Oh. He contacted me. He's like, hey, why don't you talk to us about doing it? We're like, all right. And so we're going to roll ads eventually, but right now. We don't do it. We don't okay. make any money doing this. Okay, just, it's just for the tits of it. Yeah, we, but well, the, but uh, they got they got fifty advertisers or whatever how, it is. Uh, but this is only your fifth episode or something. And nine. This will be nine. Yeah. Oh, okay. But what were you doing before this? We're recording it in Reseda with two microphones in my backyard. Okay, so it was already <laughs> popular before you guys came here. It was something, but it wasn't. It's not. It's it wasn't like crazy. Really. Once we got so our biggest get... episode two weeks ago when we talked about Ari Schaefer. Oh, I thought it's Ari Schaefer. Schaefer's, pardon me. Okay. I don't know, maybe it's Schaefer, but I thought it was No, no, you're right, it's Schaefer. I just, you know. Hey, can I tell you something? When that happened, uh, I texted him, because I know Ari, and I, 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 you know, he... You know, uh, I, I have I have uh, uh, affection for Ari. I think he's a nice guy. And I told him, I said, hey, this will actually... This is, I know it doesn't feel like this right now, Ari, but you know with all things like this, it's going to eventually help you. I go, you just gotta keep that in mind. More people will know about you and they'll know that you're not, you know, whatever. 
And I and son of a bitch, there he was. Was it this Sunday or when was it? This this New York Times. He's being in an article where they're talking about comedy and the troll factor in comedy, and they compare him to Lenny Bruce, uh, Anthony Jeselnik. They got uh, and I'm like. The fucking and Saka Baron Cohen and I'm like there it is yeah, you got it company. you got it you're in that article that's who you're comparing you to now and right. you're you're the picture they're using his picture on the fucking article in New York Times exactly what I said would happen happened well what we discussed and the, the reason we had ten times viewership on episode seven is because people were talking about it on the internet they were like this they nailed it that I'm quoting the people here um, we said. He was kidding. Uh, not that it was a good joke, not that it's something you should mm-hmm. do, but he's fucking kidding. There are a ton of people saying the exact same thing, but they're not fucking kidding. And if he wasn't kidding, if he was very serious, he's like, I hate that guy. He raped a woman. He did this. They'd be like, okay. But the fact that he's fucking kidding, they're like, crucify him. And that's, that's you want to talk about fucking free speech? So we'll, we'll get to that in one second. So Stephen. Yeah. He's got to. He's got to go. Uh, we're we're keeping him from work. I teach kindergartners. Yeah. Oh, really? He, he <laughs> yeah, brings, after school. He brings animals. It's it's so funny. So our old studio used to be right beside uh, where he does uh, animal wrangling. Brings Everything. these crazy mammals, reptiles, reptiles, and all you yeah. hear is them screaming. It's the right birds. beside the jujitsu place where Russell Peters goes and all those guys. Oh, really? Yeah. And he would park his fucking Lamborghini in the no parking zone. And he'd be like, what's that sound? <laughs> it's his parents. Yeah. Just big ass birds, dangerous assholes. When we get video, you gotta come back on and bring your snakes. I'll do that. I just I don't want I love that, to do that. They'll, 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 <laughs> they'll contract your company out to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll make it official. Who drives a Lamborghini? Russell Peters. Oh, Russell Peters. Oh yeah. I think it was a Lamborghini. Oh, he's popular. Not me. Yeah, Maybe I was it was like, a who? Porsche. Yeah. No, yeah. that guy sells out yeah, he's big. Oh, he's mass and he's Canadian. And yeah. here's the thing about him. Cool as shit. Very, very, it's very fucking nice weird. guy. It's, it's weird it how people weird. at the top are always well, nice. It's people like, they it, haven't quite broken out. They're the dicks. He's very down. I was surprised too when I met him how down to earth he was. Like he was just like any other comic meeting on the exactly. road. Exactly. And I've only performed with him at the Canada Day festivals oh, yeah. <laughs> that they have at the comedy store. Mm-hmm. Every Canada Day they have uh, all these great big time Canadian mm-hmm. comedians plus me. <laughs> and and he's there and he's just so fucking cool, so down to earth. So I, I that's how I would describe him. He doesn't give a fuck. And when I see him on the street, like when when mm-hmm. I be out there smoking, I'm a chain smoker. I be out there and he's uh oh hey buddy, what's going on? He's like oh what's that fucking parrot noise? He doesn't give a shit. Hmm. He doesn't nicest fucking dude. So I gotta walk Steven out. Okay. Uh, you guys yeah. do the shit and we're gonna we're gonna do uh the Mr. Burns or Donald Trump. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Do you have to be somewhere? Uh, well, I do have to. Uh, I have a three o'clock somewhere, but so how much? How much longer? Fifteen. Sure. Okay. Cool. Oh. Sure. Let me just. All right. Do you want me to wait for you, this Dave? Guys, offering me a spot tonight. Let me. No, go ahead now. Okay. I just smoke and bring back a drink. Cool. Yeah, bring me one, man. Right. Okay. Okay, let me smoke a little pot. So since we're sitting here, might as well yep. smoke a little pot. Shit, yeah, might as well light up too. Blessed to be in California. You know, that's the weird thing. Is like uh, I forget 
when I when, uh, I get so used to smoking everywhere here in my car especially. Oh yeah. And so I I was working. Uh, this is two years ago, maybe three now. I was working Zanies and Pheasant Run, which is way out in the northwest suburb of Chicago, and uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was stopped at a green light, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> and so I I got, and all of a sudden the cop pulled, I'm like, I'm like, so I pull over into a white castle, right? And he, uh, and and he's like, what are you doing? I go, I go, I'm not from around here. I was like, I'm trying to figure out how to get to white castle. I go, here, where I, where we got here. You know, I go, I'm not from around here. And he goes, do you use street drugs? And I go, <laughs> what? He goes, do you use street drugs? He goes, what are street drugs? He goes, do you, do you smoke cannabis? I go, what is cannabis? I'm, I was playing dumb all yeah. the way to the fucking hill, right? <laughs> I go, what is cannabis? He goes, I'm smelling a strong smell of marijuana from your car. And I go, well, this isn't my car. This is a rental car. I just picked it up today. <laughs> I go, so that's probably what you're smelling. I don't know what the fuck this smell is. It smells like air freshener. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, can you, can you step out of the car, please, so I can pat you down? So he has another cop he's training. Okay. So I have on a not a I have a coat on that that has a pocket here and a pocket here. I have my pot in this pocket. So he comes out and he's don't do it. He's showing the and he does this and he does this and he t- but he doesn't check this. Oh, nice. Oh, God, as so lucky as, as you can get. I'm just get. Saying, I'm like this and he's I'm like how am I gonna get out? Like, I'm I'm going to prison. Do I call my dad? He's a cop in Chicago. Maybe I'll just call my brother. He's a lawyer, and he probably knows. And that, that, and he's like, "All right, well, he didn't, f- and he didn't find it." I'm like, "Get the fuck, it, you fucking such a shit." <laughs> you had cop. one job. <laughs> one job. You smell the pot. It's in my pocket. You can't find it. God, you knew it the whole time. Ah! <laughs> but he checked this pocket because he knew there was a pocket here. Ah! God, that's awesome. Oh, that's be- that was, yes. That had been the best uh, relief in the world. Yeah, because I'd have had to be in jail all. I would miss my shows. Yeah, and I've been in jail all weekend because the court's not till Monday. Yeah, so I'd have been just oh, I'd been just fucking miserable. Well, and it took him to last year to finally legalize it. In Illinois, yeah, now correct? it's totally. Yeah, yeah, because I remember uh, seeing posts from uh, my uh, fa- uh, family and friends in Iowa about like, well, just remember, uh, just because you buy it in Illinois doesn't mean you can bring it back. There are still penalties in Iowa. So yeah, but uh, no, that's that's awesome. And, you know, my thing was, uh, when I would go out of the country, I would get sick. And I always thought, like, oh, something about traveling internationally. I get a cold on the plane or I get, like, a flu because I would get diarrhea and night sweats and I would get headaches. And then, and so I always thought it was just when I travel, that's just what's going to, when I travel internationally, that's just, I'm always sick. So I'm getting a tooth implant right here, right? Okay. So when they drilled the hole in my jaw to put the thing in, they give you the printout. They go, don't smoke, right? If you smoke, don't smoke for four days or whatever. So I'm like, I'm going to do it double. I'm not going to smoke for a week because I really don't want to fuck this up. I want this because I had one fall out once. I want to make sure it stays. And So I don't smoke for a week. I have every symptom I have when I go out of the country. And I realize it's because I'm doing marijuana withdrawal and it gives me fucking withdrawals. Holy shit. I get night sweats. That's the worst. Yeah. Because I wake up soaking wet. I have to change all my clothes, take my the, 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 the sheet off the bed. I mean, it's fucking horrible. Yeah. Right. And then I go back to bed. Same thing. I wake up twice a night. I have to do it. Right. 
And then I get, you know, then I'm sick the whole next day because you don't sleep and you feel horrible and I get a, and I get headaches and I have diarrhea. God. And it's because, and so now I'm worried about when I travel internet. That's why I went to Hawaii instead of going to Italy or South America because I knew I could bring weed to Hawaii. Yeah. You know? And uh, and I'm going back in March again for another vacation because I can bring fucking weed because I, I can't go through that shit. Oh, no. God, no. So now yeah. I don't know what to do. I mean, maybe I'll bring edible, like a little candy or something. I'm thinking, like, just to take the edge off, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, and, and that's, yeah, my, my two main reasons for smoking are anxiety and weed. Or, God, anxiety and, uh, uh, yeah, for uh, sleep at bedtime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's been the best thing I've ever taken to actually help me with any of it. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, real quick, while well, we got a uh, sure. bit of time left, uh, let's do uh, Trump or Mr. Burns. I'm gonna, oh, okay. Sure. Let's do it. Yeah. Just simple game. I'm, I'm going to read a quote. You tell me if it's uh, from Trump or Mr. Burns. So the first one. Tiny children are not horses. One vaccine at a time over time. Trump. That actually was, yeah, it was Donald Trump. All right, uh, next one is... Because it sounds like something that he would say because he thinks it sounds smart. Uh, yes, ab- absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Anytime you can throw the word vaccine and, yeah. All right, uh, well, young people are my future. Mr. Burns. Yep. All right. Next one. Why do I need another penny? I have billions. Still, if I don't take it, that hoodlum over there might. Ah, Mr. Burns. <laughs> God. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to trip you up on any of these. But All right. Next one. He hasn't exactly had a positive impact on the thugs who are so happily and openly destroying Baltimore. Trump. <laughs> right. <laughs> God, that wasn't even that long ago. Right. Uh, I'd look her right in her... <laughs> I'd look her right in that fat, ugly face of hers and say, you're fired. Trump. Oh, yeah. Is that Rosie O'Donnell? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that was that was probably one of his greatest Twitter feuds. Yeah. If well, not... Be, yes. Go ahead. Well, because they're both unlikable. Yeah. But right? exactly. So you're rooting against both of them, and it's fun. Yeah. I think, anyway. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I don't certainly don't condone his misogyny or what have you, and I certainly t- stay away from making fun of women's looks. But uh, as far as a derision, but uh, you know, um, I mean, Rosie O'Donnell's been a millionaire ten times, you know, for her whole life, and seems like, and she's very powerful. So he's it's not like he's picking on somebody, you know what I mean? Right? Yeah, he, he's he's punching his own weight yeah, in that regard. That's right. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I didn't. I didn't feel bad as a fat American. I did not feel bad for her one bit. And I was a fat. You know, I was fat American one uh, for a while. Uh, so I gave myself a little latitude to make those jokes. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like I was there. I experienced it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have I, to fight it. I just had. I just. Um, so we hire photographers now at our shows sometimes, right? Because if, for lots of reasons. Sure. But. Uh, I, I I kept telling the guy, you know, when you take pictures of me, try to get it from the front, you know, the side. I get this fucking gut, you know. And then finally, uh, uh, last time I hired the photographer, I was like, God damn it, I look fat from the front. I gotta fucking lose weight. You can see my gut from the front. So I just, you know, just stopped. I just started eating fruit at night. That's it. So after I eat. Uh, dinner at five or whatever I'll have whatever and then I'll just eat if I'm hungry after that I just eat cantaloupe and watermelon okay yeah and that seemed to help 
Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad it's way. Instead to go of a fucking pizza, I, which is what I used to do. Yeah, I. Yeah, that's a bad habit. I still got to break, so I'm yeah. right there with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's God. comforting. I love pizza. Yeah. You know, it's I it, I miss it. And you know what's funny though, when I was so I was in Italy for 19 days two years ago. We went to Italy for 19 days. I'd never been on a European vacation. I'd been to do comedy, but never on a vacation. You know, and uh, and and I ate whatever the fuck I want, including the pizza and all the pasta. But you walk so much. In Italy, I didn't gain a pound. And I ate whatever the fuck I wanted, but you walk so much. You never walk in LA. You never, ever, ever fucking walk. No, I take an elevator when I get to a place. You know what I mean? It's like you never walk. Yeah. And, uh, and every, you know, that's the thing about Europe. People are walking. Yeah. Yeah. I was over there for three weeks in different countries Germany, Ireland. Same thing. Yeah. Walked, walked to get everywhere. Yeah. Or, you know, took a bus or a train. But after you got off, you walked. Walked. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you uh, could get into that kind of life. So I, I, I so wanted to fucking move to Italy when I went there. It's like, oh, started trying to think out how could I do my show from here. What? The, oh, just wanted to live there. It's just so wonderful. Yeah, yeah. You ever been to Italy? No, Italy I never got to. Rome was nice, but it's a little, you know, of course it's way too touristy. But Sure. And the only reason it's too touristy is because there's just too many fucking people there, man. Everywhere you go, there's just a ton of people. Yeah. But I went to Sorrento and then Positano. It's like heaven. It was like fucking heaven, man. I loved it. So smaller towns, like yeah, uh, coastal like, on the coast. Oh, nice. The Amalfi Coast over Thank there. You. It was like fucking weed in here. Yeah, I wonder. Like goddamn what hooligans. Did you guys light it up in here? No. <laughs> did you, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, I was gone, so that that had nothing okay. to do with me. No, we, well, we got through a little bit of the Trump and Mr. Burns, but you know, we're, we're we're breaking up the monotony of everything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like how Doug Stanhope said, oh, I already solved this problem. You, you ever see that? You no. ever see his... Oh, my God. It's, no, tell me. It's so funny. So he'll be talking about an issue. He's like, I already solved this on my last special. I told you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> he's, and, and he's right. The yeah. crazy. He's like, what we need to do is take one in, one issue at a time. And the first issue is, there's a lot of hungry people in a world full of food. <laughs> and going back to Bill Hicks, he had a bit about that too. He's like, instead of launching bombs right. over there, we should be launching bananas. <laughs> we could surgically shoot it uh, into people's throats. Yeah, I remember he did a bit like that. Yeah, and uh, and, and we could pay for it. Again, to end world hunger. We can't, it's not, this, this stuff is doable. Right, but we just choose yeah, not we, to. We, we choose, choose to spend money on Space Force. We right. choose. We choose. And, and it's dumb donkey garbage. This, this isn't And it's just because relevant. someone's going to make money off it on the other end, and then they can then bribe that official to do their bidding. And that's it. You know, and then they can I also and they also own the, the, the media, which is why I have a show, right? Because people are so desperate for fucking actual honest news that they're going to come to a fucking jagoff nightclub comedian who's a self-professed dumb guy because they know I'm not lying. So I got a question. So does that go in line with why you support, not support Alex Jones, but you support Alex Jones's right to free speech? Now, if I may, we've had a lot of questions geared towards you. Uh, one of them is about spitting on Alex Jones. Did you do that? So what happened with Alex Jones was that we were uh, covering the Republican national convention in cleveland and they have a media row set up and so we had a stage youtube had set up a stage for just for the young turks to do their show 
And so uh, Alex Jones was going around with a camera crew, and, and he was he was kind of crashing people's sets, whatever. And so he crashed the Young Turk set. I wasn't on the show at the time. I was sitting watching the show, uh, having a coffee or whatever. And so he crashes the stage while they're alive. So the way to handle that would be to turn off the cameras and go to a commercial or whatever you do and get security. But it started into a, a brouhaha. They started yelling at each other and coats were flying and everybody's screaming at each other. People were, and then all of a sudden there's like a thousand people on the stage. And uh, I was walking up to get close to the front and I heard Alex Jones, you know, you Alex Jones is hilarious. And he said, uh, <laughs> yeah. he goes, hey, I'm trying to be nice. And it was so funny. I just, you know, it was a spit take. It was involuntary. And it just happened to go right in his face. And... Uh, <laughs> And then he goes, hey, that guy spit in my face. And uh, that was it. The, 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 the situation was over. He walked away. So what happened was exactly what you said happened. It was a spit take, and he said what he said. And so and so people are pissy that you're defending pe- people him. Are saying, people were saying that, oh, you, you spit in people's faces who don't agree with you. No, that's not what happened. He crashed our set, and we were trying to get him off the set. That's all. And um, So if someone came in and crashed the Valley Boys right now, what would you do to them, dump truck? Oh, well, it depends who they were, you know. And what they were doing. But if someone came, you know, what uh, if someone did come in, you could physically throw them out of here. You would be in your right to do that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a spitter. Brandon is a drop kicker. Dropper kicker? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, I got a pretty centered gravity, so I can actually jump up pretty high for a fat guy. But people, yeah, that's great. That's good. It's a good outcome in handy. Yeah. <laughs> But a lot of people are like, oh, you're such a pussy. And I'm like, well, yes, I am a pussy, but that uh, has anything to do with this. And yes, Alex Jones could crush me, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, yes, no no doubt about that. I mean, I uh, not to get into it, but I have uh, I, I went through like a bone disease thing. And so my bones are all fucked up. So he could, if he punched me, he would literally shatter me, right? Oh, wow. So I can't, I can't take that chance. But I was in Austin. I was at a steakhouse. And I'm with my brother. Right, and he goes, uh, Jimmy, you're not gonna believe this, but Alex Jones is sitting right behind. He just came in and sat down right behind you. <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> He's gonna kill me. <laughs> and uh, he goes, He sat down. He shook the guy's hand three times, like three different. Like they shook, stop, shook again, stop, shook again. And he and I'm like, oh, I don't know. It sounds sounds like they're up to something, Tony. <laughs> so luckily, I was done eating. Yeah, I was already done. I go, so I'm going to get the fuck out of here. You watch. If he starts running, get up. <laughs> if he starts coming at me. But he didn't. It's, I don't know. It could have been we just crossed paths, hopefully. But, uh, but then what happened was people wanted to uh, take away his platform. And now, I, you know, I could disagree with Alex Jones, but there's a lot more damaging material being broadcast every day than him. Of course. And it printed right in the Washington Post. Like, I don't know, like Saddam has weapons of mass destruction and somehow we should go kill hundreds of thousands of people over that. I don't think anybody killed hundreds of thousands of people because anything Alex Jones ever said. And by the way, if he ever said something like that, uh, there's already remedies set up. He's being sued right now because of that shit he said about Sandy Hook. I think rightfully so, to be honest. And he stopped saying it because there's already a remedy in place called the fucking courts. That's Fair what, enough. all right. Fair enough. Yeah. That's how you do. If someone writes something libelous in the, in the in the L.A. Times, you don't shut down the L.A. Times. You go to court. You get them to pay you fine, and they retract it. That's what happens. You don't take away their fucking right to publish. So you're you're not defending Alex Jones. No, you're defending I'm, his, his right, right to publish. To speak. That's right. His free speech right. And that's that's. I think it's. I, I feel the same way about that because I come from a. We're, we're comedians, and if you're a comedian. 
no matter what the fucking topic is, it's either all okay to talk about or none of it's okay. And if you're going to start drawing lines in the sands, in the sand, you're not allowed to talk about this. You're not allowed to talk about that. Pretty soon, you can't talk about anything without offending somebody. Well, you can talk about everything. I mean, George Carlin said it's context that matters, right? It's like, how are you talking about it? Well, and that's the thing. I don't think, I don't, I'm not defending out what Alex Jones said. Correct. Uh, And I'm not even, I got to be honest, if YouTube wants to pull the plug on him, it's because he's going against their terms of use that that he agreed to when he signed up to it. And they're allowed to say, we don't want this content on our site. It'd be like if you. They are technically legally allowed to do that, just like the cops were technically legally allowed to do stop and frisk. But it does go against. You know, I'm against censorship, whether it comes from, I'm from, you know, the enlightenment view of censorship, where it comes from the government, whether it comes from the church, or whether it comes from a corporation. Okay. So you appreciate the fact that, yes, they have a right to do it, but a philosophical... They have a legal right, but a legal, I, philosophically, I'm against that. And I can gra- appreciate that. And, and that's fucked up, because I don't agree with what he's saying. And the fact that these Sandy Hook um, parents are suing him, I think that's... And he stopped Good. saying that as soon as they sued him. Well, you know what his defense Wait. was? It, it's a, it's a, it's, it's entertainment. He's providing mm-hmm. entertainment. He's not trying to, right? I mean, by proxy, he is because a lot of people follow that guy to the end of the earth. But I, I gotta say, you can't tell people what they can and can't say. <laughs> there are libel laws. All right, we have those in place. There is, and, and, and so again, it, there's a system that's been in place to handle this stuff. Now all of a sudden, because Donald Trump became president, everybody's cool with censorship. Yeah, that's a new thing. Uh, you're right. See, and, we, we've been around. Yeah, and 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 that's this is a fucking brand new thing, and it's brought to us by what Brandon calls the regressive left. So you have the progressive left, right? Which I like to think I'm on. I like to think I'm on that too. And then you have the regressive left. Where you're making more problems, than you saw you're the people who the, solve it. I would call those the people who went after Joe Rogan after he endorsed Bernie. Oh Sanders. my god! Yeah, we it, talked about that. What a bunch of shit that is. Are you fuck? I I watch these people that I'm legit friends with online. I know that's what drives you nuts, say, right? Yeah. I don't want this. I don't. We we don't want your door. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, so how much do you actually despise Donald Trump? Because if you reject Joe Rogan, a very prominent voice. And and we talked about this. There was a tweet. I'm paraphrasing it here. But a guy said, I've worked in MMA gyms. I've done all this shit. And Joe Rogan is the guy kind of pulling these people away from the f- being yes. far right. And because Joe Rogan is a voice of reason. I'm right. not trying to kiss his ass or kiss ring here. He's not going to hear this so I can say it. But Joe, you listen to what he says. He, I believe he's more on the left than he's on the right. We, if we have money for bombs, we have money for schools. That's what he fucking said. That is a leftist belief. Yes. And, and by the way, he's you're going to take a shit on him because what? He he made a shitty tweet fucking 10 years ago. He made a a, a joke. It's it's in the context of comedy. And, and you don't have to think it's funny. I made a lot of dumb jokes too. And Joe Rogan was tweeting out in 2012 that he enjoyed seeing two gay guys comfortable enough in public to kiss in public. He said that in 2012. That was a year before, I think, Barack Obama was for gay marriage. That, that was when Joanne yep. Reed, a host on MSNBC, was, was, was fucking gay bashing in her own blogs. And now she said that somehow they hacked her. So, again, they were just do that is the identitarian left trying to make Joe Rogan out to be some kind of a fucking Nazi because he doesn't agree with them politically. He's actually for a guy. 
who's going to upset their apple cart. He's for Bernie Sanders and Tulsi Gabbard. And you see how they treat Tulsi Gabbard and Bernie Sanders. They make them seem like, well, it's Chris Matthews says that uh, Bernie Sanders wants to execute people in the park. Right. And they say that Tulsi Gabbard is a traitor to our country because she wants peace instead of war. <laughs> right. She called out fucking Barack Obama hey. for not following through on his campaign promise. Hey. So therefore, she's a traitor. And that was based on my own fucking research. I was one of those people who thought, yeah, OK, Tulsi Gabbard is more on the right. And I did my own research and she got a bad rep. Of that course. Is, that's stupid. Right. That's fucking profoundly stupid. And I fell for it. And and who told you about Tulsi Gabbard? Ah, it doesn't matter. Ah. Ah. <laughs> I love that. I really shitty, shitty Brandon. Yeah. yeah, Brandon and I disagree on virtually everything, but we also agree on everything. It's weird. It's a weird dichotomy. And that's why when people say, why are you talking to Joe, uh, 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 Joe Walsh? Why are you talking to Jimmy Dore? Why the fuck are you... Are you kidding me? Discussion is the only way that you're going to see progression. If you if you want to yes. shun people out for their beliefs, you're silencing them, and you're just going to create more resentment. Go fuck yourself. You know, I, I just, you know, um, I remember thinking Joe Rogan and, and Ari Shaffer were really right-wing guys, and, and, you know, there's no breaking through that stuff. And, and then here we are, like, 10 years later, and uh, both of them are saying what you said. It's like, I think we could take care of the homeless people. I think we have enough food to feed the hungry. I think that, and then, you know, but in, in, the, in, in the establishment press, that makes you a crazy lefty, right. right? So they're just, they're human beings. I think they care about other people in a rational way. Joe Rogan is very pro-gay rights. He's pro-trans rights. He was asked if a trans woman who used to be a man should be able to fight by a lot, uh, cis women. And he had to have an opinion upon that, right? And so, But his opinion was right. I might add, as a progressive lefty, I gotta say, when you're talking about sports and athletic ability, you're talking about biology at that point. And you want to put a, a, a biological man who... You know, identifies uh, all respect. If you want to identify as a woman, you want to piss in the women's washroom. Wanna, what? Who gives a fuck? But in sports, it's a little bit different because you are biologically a man. So you're what you're, and he you said. Formed, he was talking about Fallon Fox. That's what you're so yeah. Referencing. So what I what I told Joe is that I I'll, that's a woman's issue. I'll let the women decide. That's why I don't weigh in, right? Yeah, that's fair. Right. So that they can decide whether they wanted to fight against a man or not. It's up to them to decide. But he is a paid commentator out MMA, so he has to have an opinion on it, and that's his opinion, and I don't think that makes him a fucking... Not, that makes him a guy with a with a differing opinion and than you. And he's not wrong. That's the crazy thing. He's not wrong about that. I, I don't think. I, I don't think he's wrong. Well, one girl, like, broke her orbital socket. Right, yes. Yeah, during a fight. Fallon like, Fox, right? Yeah, Fallon Fox did. Yeah, easily could have killed her, and, uh, you know, that. And but that's the thing, too. If you're a woman, you know, you figure it's like, all right, well, I have an opportunity in a spotlight fight because, you know, of this. So it's like, yeah, you know, if I can win this fight or at least show well, yeah, it's good for my career. So they're willing to throw themselves out there for the payday yeah, and the exposure. But, you know, yeah, I... I you know, I... I, I um. I, I used to, like, I think a lot of comedians, I used, to, I used to do transgender jokes up until about 2012, I guess. Yeah, that was that was, that was was around the cutoff. I didn't know. I didn't know. I, and I had fans that were transgendered, and they educated me. They would write me, they go, hey, you know, when you do that joke, uh, that really, I, I remember I, I did some joke about being with this beautiful girl, and I felt her dick and punched her in the face or something. And, you know, it would get a laugh, and then someone would write me, like, you know, that's not, then they would explain to me, and I'm like... Okay, 
Okay, and then I re- and I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know about the violence towards. To me, before trans people looked like they were having the time of their fucking lives, man. They like they they just looked like they were just having a blast, right? That everybody wants to dress up pretty and play sexy games, you know, and they're doing it all the time. I was jealous, but now I realize it's a real thing. I didn't know it was a real thing. Now I know it's a real. But thing. you became what did you call that word? educated yeah. you learned about it when and you I, understood it and then right and it's not to quote my own stand-up i'm not going to go into my own bit about it but the word tolerance when you hear that that's all they're asking for is tolerance and when you hear that word what does that even mean if someone says uh oh what'd you think of the shit shack and they and you say oh i tolerated it it already implies you don't fucking like it <laughs> you just tolerate you go along with it i'll put up no one's it. asking you to to to, to to support it to, to go all to out with it. it you just have to not give a shit right. and it takes more effort to go against something than it does to just not give a shit yeah. and that's that's what it comes down to whether it's gay rights trans rights and the ironic thing is gays have been fighting the courts for decades and the biggest thing that they have is our our sexuality is not our identity this is this has nothing to do with who we are as people and now, the regressive left, as a lefty, I'm looking at the other lefties, it's, it's become their identity because they'll say something like, I identify as gay because I like that better, but I only have sex with the opposite gender. And you'll see that kind of dumb shit. And you got to be like, all right, all right. Come on. All right. You can't do that. You can't identify as gay and then have sex with the opposite sex. <laughs> you can, though. That's the problem. That's the regressive left so that we're talking about. And they're I the don't... ones dictating what the fuck you're supposed to say. I told somebody, if someone wants to be a man and they're a woman, I don't fucking care if they want And they're like, hey, bigot. They're not, they don't want to be. They are. And I was like, well, okay, except, like, medically, no. I'm just saying. They're, they're not, but by all intents and purposes, they are to me. If, if, if somebody wants to be called, back in the day in Winnipeg, we had a transgender comedian, and she wasn't fooling anybody. Right. And uh, she still had the male plumbing? Oh, 100%. And it was just a dude with long hair, basically, <clears throat> in a dress. And how, how did they treat him? Her? Garbage, and I was one of the. They didn't treat I was, ni- her, no, her. and I was the only person that was like, well, "Hey, nice. fuck the." And oh, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm not doing that here. Uh, but I said, "Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck?" Right. And she was coming to my comedy night instead of the quote unquote other guys on the other right. side of the trade tracks. This is way back in the day, right. you know, because she was treated with respect. And one guy went on stage and was like, "What the fuck is up with that he/she thing?" Oh, uh, come on. But here's what she did, because she was a six foot three. You know, uh, oh, okay. She turned around. She said, "Can I go punch him in the throat?" <laughs> that was drunk. I was like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> Fucking goes on stage, <laughs> punches him in the throat. Really? But it's John MacArthur, the guy that was doing it, and he, uh, he, he fucked a, he smoked crack and fucked a girl in the bathroom at, at my comedy night. That's the kind of guy he is. Um. <laughs> anyways, so when when it happened to him, it was like, okay. Better, well, better. sometimes women throw themselves at you. The I didn't think he was going to do that. <laughs> have you ever? You, you've never had a if woman you have throw crack, themselves. If you have crack, yeah. In Winnipeg, dude, if you have crack, it's it's like it's like driving a Rolls Royce. Yeah. No, but I just just to get back to the topic, I I, I think we all, uh, I, I I I know I do certainly support trans rights 
and now I know better, so I do better. And I do feel badly that I did, if I ever did anything that contributed to someone feeling badly or getting you know harassed or whatever. That's a yeah, that is it's horrible. Uh, you can you don't choose your sexuality. Your sexuality chooses you, and you don't know why you like the things you do and all that, you know. And uh, so yeah, so I just want that to be. Uh, I of can. Course. I I don't mind. I don't mind being annoyed by things like you know like oh I the pronoun game right like. If that's what you want to play, that's fine. I mean, you get to do that because you have a harder life than me. But just let you know, you know, that... We got a couple suits in here. Are we keeping we, you guys? Right. Are we okay? We got to go? No, we got a thumbs up. I think that means that we're good. Okay. It's funny. All the suits are wearing flannel shirts today. It's 90s day. They're all going to do heroin. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> but it's but but when you make a guy like Joe Rogan, who is an ally into an enemy, that's, that doesn't help your cause. Yes! Yes, exactly, 100%. And I'm watching these people, these people that I'm friends with, or at least online friends with, prominent people rejecting Joe Rogan's... And he, he's not even an endorsement. What did he do? He was in a separate interview, and he said, oh, I'll probably vote for Bernie Sanders, and they're rejecting that. Are you fucking kidding me? Because, because what? What did Joe Rogan because ever say? Because that's powerful, and it scares them. And when you're over the target is when you take the most flack. And so they're afraid that the people's candidate might actually fucking win this election, and then their money game is over. And so Joe Rogan with the number one show in America. So now Bill Maher... By a landslide, when I did There's that, no competition No competition. When I did his show last time, the next guest in was Bill Maher. And you know what that means? And the whole time Bill Maher was there, he was begging Joe to come on his show. So you know what that means? That means that now HBO people with HBO shows are coming to YouTube to beg for viewers. That's what's 100%. happening. A year ago, dude, I asked Theo Vaughn, I said, hey, is, uh, is, is Joe Rogan the new Johnny Carson? Yes. And he, he said yes, but it's Bad. more like the new Oprah. Yes. <laughs> you go because you do three hours. Johnny yeah, Carson yeah. gave you five minutes. You get to go through three hours on Joe Rogan. People get to know you. Yeah. Right. You're having a real conversation that people, turns out, are fucking hungry And for. Joe Rogan specifically picks people himself. He doesn't... Yes. There's no one that he... And he always picks no great fucking people. No pre-interview. Andrew Santino. One of the... You know him? No. Fucking amazing comedian. Amazing dude. And how I know that is because he replies to texts. <laughs> you know? Uh... And he's a Rogan boy. And and he's blowing up because he's going on Joe Rogan. Theo Vaughn, same thing. He blew up once he started going on Rogan. Right. It was it was Rogan like dudes in here but me. Very helpful. I don't want to do drugs because I, I have uh, a future oh, no, like, <laughs> hopes and dreams. What? It, well, for, and good for you. Yeah, everybody should. Um, yeah, so one of my hopes and dreams. So I uh, when I moved out here uh, a couple years ago, uh, I told Dave, it's like, I got a list of people that I want to smoke with. And Mr. Jimmy Dore made it on that list. So, like, if I could just sit down and have a conversation oh, with brother. him. Yeah, man. Yeah, he loves I, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah. I love you too, Jimmy. <laughs> but, but yeah, well, we're fan. both big fans. Thank In you fact, very much. The, the fact that you, you, you agree to join us means a lot. You'll, it's such an act of charity. You'll probably get a tax receipt on your way out. <laughs> No, it's my pleasure, man. You guys, you guys seem fun, and you're on the right wavelength, right? So if I can, you know, help elevate your show in any way I can, I would certainly like to do that. No, We'd like to get you that. on again uh, when Joe Walsh comes on, because I know him personally, and he's a fucking great dude. I, I can't speak of okay. his policies. I don't like his policies. Okay. I can only speak of the man. 
Um, well, and, and it's funny. I, I as a joke, I call myself a presidential uh, advisor, presidential candidate advisor, because he was gaining a lot of support with people in the middle once he started calling out Trump. But the, pr- the problem is, he started talking about crazy gun shit. Like everyone should get a thousand guns. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I, I, I messaged him, and I was like, "Relax <clears throat> on that shit. You want to be the president? You already got support on the right. Back off on that shit." He's like, "All right," and he did. I'm not gonna call myself a presidential candidate advisor, but I also will because <laughs> he listened to me. And and he uh, he was on a Sasha Baron Cohen show by accident. He, you, you know about that? Uh, what's what was it called? Sasha show. Uh, LG. No, no. This oh, is America. Oh, yeah. oh this yeah. is America. Oh, yeah. That was so funny. Did you see those shows? <laughs> of course. And Joe Walsh oh, was on it. God. He <laughs> duped Joe Walsh into coming to Washington and saying, "We we are so glad Israel is finally bringing uh, guns to kindergartners." And and, and uh, Joe was saying he's he was so pissed off about that. He's like, "Look, man, they told me that they." had this award for me they flew me down there was this whole ceremony and at the end they had me read off a teleprompter and I read it and I get it he got duped and I he posted some crazy pissed off thing about it I was like hey comedy <laughs> you got duped by the best let it go Act, be funny about it be like ha 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 he got me and he did and people backed off on him because they were like he was saying shit like fuck Sasha Mary Cohen he tricked me. It's like, and I told him, yeah, he so did. So what? He tricked me. Be yeah. be thankful that you're me. a person on his radar. Tip of the hat. Yeah. Tip of the hat. Good job. You got me. But also, reevaluate your own stances on shit. Joe's a great dude. I'm not trying to shit on him. Okay. But his policies are fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> but I agree. Isn't that isn't that wild though? That's that's what's gonna. You know, my mother-in-law is a hundred percent Mexican. Who voted for Trump. And I love her. Same with his brother-in-law. And I fucking yeah. love her. She's the, gr- the greatest. She's teaching me how to play piano. You know, I go to church because she asks me to. I don't like church, but I like her. Yeah, and I, I've done that you before didn't for people. Into flames like and I, I didn't burst I into flames. And there's all nice people there, and they're all yeah. trying to find answers. They're all, everyone's hurting. Yeah. Everyone's in pain. Everyone's trying to find an answer. And so, you know, in a, it's, it's crazy how... You know, the silver lining of a Donald Trump presidency is that it's really opened me up to uh, the other half of the country. And that's that's how I feel, too. Like, Stephen, Stephen's parents, those are my daughter's grandparents. They mm-hmm. they voted for Trump. They love Trump. And I, I try to do something that nobody else does, which is listen to them. Yeah. Because they're telling me about immigrants and how they do this and that. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. You realize. <laughs> I try to tell people. I'm an immigrant. I, I try to, yeah, right? I try to tell people that, you know, if you're pissed off that an immigrant took your job, immigrant didn't take your job, a capitalist <laughs> took your no job shit. and gave it to someone else so he could exploit more than you. Yep. And they get pissed off at the immigrant instead of the person doing That's that. That's right. Yeah, just How fucked like, up is that? That's right. Yeah, just like my hometown of Marshalltown, like we were talking about, you know, before the podcast, you know, the uh, Hispanic population went up to about like 25% over the course of like 25, 30 years. And it's because uh, the companies there busted the unions out and, and brought in cheaper labor that they could exploit. That's exactly. Yeah. That's, ex- you know. And I feel uh, like everyone gives me a pass because I'm Canadian. 
and and they say the same fucking shit. Like one guy where I work, major network I won't say on here because Dave Weasel has to be kept separate from. <laughs> but he was like, I right, fucking uh, immigrants, immigrants. And I was like, uh, I'm an immigrant. Why are you bitching about immigrants to an immigrant? And he's like, ah, but you're Canadian. Why is that? And it's okay? like that you're fucking racist because you, I, had to go, racist. I have to go through the same fucking thing. And but and I thought, oh my god, I can't believe I had to hear that. Except I keep hearing that. Oh, you're Canadian. It's different. It's different. It's different. It's different. In the eyes of the law, oh, it is wow. not fucking different. And do you say this on stage? You should say this on stage. Ah, problem is when I when I start getting into pol- political shit on stage. As soon as they get off, people are like, oh, I don't talk about politics. Like, eh. yeah, Maybe it's the way I do it, I guess. Yeah, you'll find a way to Wait, you I, speak your truth, you know? I mean, <laughs> and, and, and I'm not kidding. I mean, that's, you know, those are the thoughts that are most unique to you. And that's what's going to make you stand out, I think. I mean, that's my advice anyway. And, you know, that's what certainly did it for me. And it even, Well, let's do a show together, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll exchange notes. I got to, I, I get pissed off when I hear that, because that's straight up racist. That is. And the ironic thing is, in the eyes of the government, they don't give a fuck. They, they don't give a shit that I have a child here. My Both of my grandfathers are American. That's the crazy thing. They both fucked off to Canada. One of them was a World War II veteran. And there are people that are like, fuck immigrants, fuck you too, Canada. And it's like, okay, go and dig up my dead grandfather who was a prisoner of war in World War II and tell him, your fucking grandkid can't fucking be here. And it's not just me. They're all like that. You have a problem with immigrants? You're a piece of shit, straight up. Because you're a fucking immigrant too. Unless you're unless you're a straight Blackfoot Indian, you're an immigrant too. All of us come from something. Like if my daughter, born in America, raised here, if she were to start talking shit about immigrants, I'd be like, you shut your fucking <laughs> mouth. You're a goddamn Canadian. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it's about time the workers of the world united. They've talked about this for... So, like, all these trade deals... Yeah, do but that's is, biblical, too, though. Yeah, I mean, but we we have to have... You know, I mean, people are seeing that capitalism is turning out, like Mark said. <laughs> it's eating itself, and there's a concentration of wealth. And uh, it's based on scarcity. And uh, so... Um, Again, all Bernie Sanders is asking for is to somehow try to soften the brutalities inherent in a capitalist, quote-unquote, free market. There's no such thing as a free market also, you know that, right? Markets are invented by dudes who have shit to sell, and they want to protect themselves. Yeah, but that's why we have overinflated medical prices because of the quote-unquote right. free market. That's right. Oh, it's the free market. We There's can do this. free about Okay, it. so what about the fucking school system? Oh, that's not part of the free market? Oh, well, that's a basic yeah. essential need. But yeah, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Yes, I got you. I know I'm with you. So, uh, but anyway, I, I gotta, I gotta have to hit it. Is yeah, yeah, okay? we'll, we'll we'll wrap this up. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, okay. we're done here. Okay, uh, just real quick uh, prediction for uh, the New Hampshire primary tonight. Who who you got and uh, what so, percentage of the vote? So, uh, uh, okay, I'll just I'm just gonna make a well. It's gonna be Bernie, and so it looks like and Buttigieg because the media is propping him up like crazy. Sure, I say Bernie will win, and the media will say Buttigieg did somehow. All right, fair enough. Okay. And I, and I saw I a fucking excellent tweet about that. <laughs> like, Bernie is proof that the media is not run by Jews. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jews can hate other Jews too. But Oh, yeah, that's a whole thing. <laughs> but uh, it's just run by billionaires. That's all. Right on. So, Jimmy, where are you performing next? So we have, uh, when is this going to drop? 
Thursday. Oh, okay. So we have a live show I just added in, in Burbank, at California, on the 28th of February. That's a Friday. So that's the Friday before the, the primary. The primary is on March 3rd in yeah. California. So the pr- Friday before, we're in Burbank doing a live Jimmy Dore show uh, at the Flappers Comedy Club. Oh, Flappers, I'm bad from there, but cool. Are you? Yeah. Come on, what'd you do? Drinking outside beer. You brought outside beer in? Yeah, but I, I was banned and then unbanned, just like the corporate gig. Oh, so you got unbanned? Yeah. All right. That's I'm still good. on their website. So. Oh, that's nice. Dave, they're, 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 he's a nice guy who runs that place, right? I, I've never met that person, but the... Oh. Anyway, I'm sorry. Oh, so then I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going up to Sacramento and then San Jose, but those shows are already sold out. And then we're going to uh, Miami. I think there's some tickets left in Miami. And, what day? Uh, March, uh, May 1st. Oh, Minneapolis, we just added. No, 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 that's May 1st. Minneapolis is May 1st. March 1st is Miami. So anyway, go, go to jimmydorkcomedy.com and there's all there's all our shows and we're going to be adding a lot more. But thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, Don't forget to get uh, Your Country is Just Not That, that into, you. into You by Jimmy Dore. So now that book was written in 2014. Now I've come a long way. There's, it's still very funny. <laughs> And makes fun. It makes fun and basically makes fun of the news and stupid shit people say on the news. But you know that was pre-Trump, and uh, you know. So I just I just want everyone to know that. But thank you very much. Excellent point. Thanks for plugging that. If you're from Winnipeg, you got to make the trip down to Minneapolis to see Jimmy Dore. A lot of our audience is from Winnipeg, which is just north of. Uh, oh right, right, yeah. Uh, and they're always looking for an excuse to go. So here you have it. No, Jimmy I, Dore. I actually did. Can I tell you before we leave? I, I did uh, the first time I was doing the Montreal Comedy Festival. Just for laughs? Uh, yeah. My my uh, agent uh, got me two weeks in the Saskatchewan province doing one-nighters because he thought it would get me ready for, for to do a Canadian audience. Oh, shit. That'd be like going to Alabama. Right. And to get ready to go do the L.A. Comedy uh, right. Festival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I played literally played towns with that's the three hundred people in them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Turtleford. I was at a place called Turtleford. Turtleford. <laughs> wow. I was at a, and I would get there, and I, you know the people would say stuff like, "Oh, you think some hot shot from the big city?" I'm like, you know, the road I came in on goes the other fucking way. You can get out of here. You don't have to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> it was something, man. Did you ever go to Yorkton, Saskatchewan? Uh, probably. I barfed in a graveyard there. Oh, really? <laughs> I went, we were, we were in, uh, what was the joke I would tell? Because we flew into Regina, and uh, I tried to play all these towns in Saskatchewan province that's rhymed with the female venet- uh, what is it? Genitalia. Genitalia. So I did, Re- I did Regina, Melvina, and Lund. You know that joke. Anyway, <laughs> come on, come on, you know that like joke. It. You know that joke. You've all told that joke. Anyway, I but, like it. but I did fly into Regina and do the casino there. Oh, okay. And it was, it was. And I was like, oh, it's going to be all right. It won't be bad. Fucking Saskatchewan. This is, this won't be so bad. It's a casino. <laughs> right? And then, no, that was all downhill from there. <laughs> we were in parts of the fucking place that stayed light 20 hours a day. You oh, know? God. That, that's how, oh, it was that kind of shit. Yeah, it's a, uh, you don't realize how far north you are. Like, even a hundred, like. 90% of ca- Canadians live 100 miles of the American border. Ha, <laughs> really? Uh, and and uh, I graduated high school way the fuck up in the north. No kidding. Yeah, I was the only white guy at my school. Everybody else was uh, Aboriginal. And No kidding? Yep, yeah, that's how it went. And it was and it was a residential a school. you about that? 
No, because I just kept my damn mouth shut. My dad was the cop, <laughs> you know? Busting really? Everybody. <laughs> of course, they get a white cop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking course. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We are the Valley Boys. We got Jimmy Dore. We'll have him back on again, hopefully, when yeah, Joe Walsh comes down. Yeah, it was a pleasure. I'd love to come back on. What a phenomenal this character. This would be great. I'll have a shot next time. Man, oh, yeah, yeah, he's going to have a shot. Why did you take an Uber? We offered you an Uber like three times. Oh, okay. You want to give me an Uber? Yeah. Take an Uber next time. Okay. You and can, we'll pay for I it. I mean, I did take an Uber. Okay, we got your Uber back. Okay, good. All right, so Brandon Collins, unfortunately, is also with us. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. We are the Valley Boys. Peace out. Fuck you, Dave. Ha. Hey, guess who has a show at RT now? Who's that? Dennis Miller is taking over.